So can I just say three years of going strong on something of anything is quite the accomplishment. But to do a podcast every single week and to come out strong with topics for you every single week and do what we want to do and continue to be there, it's more than a hobby. It's more than a passion at this point. It's become our lineage. And we're looking forward to six, nine, 12 more years coming at you right here on the Low King Jabroni Show. So sit back, man up, plug in, and I'll tell you what, we have one heck of a show for you today. Three years going strong. Low King Jabroni coming at you. Welcome to the third anniversary of the Loki and Jabroni Show. Thank you, my good man. I'm not even going to pass that. That's going to stay here with me. The third anniversary of the Loki and Jabroni Show. My name's Jabroni. The man to my right is Loki. And the man in the box, having been here for all but like 12 episodes in our history, maybe 18, we're not quite sure. He is the producer extraordinaire. Eddie Focus. Eddie Focus. How is everybody doing today past that? Or as the internet likes to call me. The, sl- uh, the slave owner. The slave owner. Well, if you, if people look, I had my share. The of, focused one. I had my share of hardship today online and trying to deflect. You know, people want me to be a certain kind of schmuck, and I just can't be it. But tonight, we're going to go with our guest and his slogan: "We're scumbags." No, we're assholes, not scumbags. I had to get that right. There's a lot of catchphrases on that show, guys. Jimmy I, I Wisman am an asshole. is coming. Right, oh, I'm so, an asshole. So we're bringing, we're, go bringing with that. we're bringing some All right, I, I, I get, whoa, cute Kruger button. All right, sounds like we're back. Apologize. Eddie can cut that out and post before we go audio only. Wow. So you guys got a little something for your uh, troubles right here. Yeah, it wouldn't be fucking. Oh, my God. It, would, it wouldn't be <laughs> the Logan and Jabroni, Jabroni show. show. Without a total, every, every without time. a total debacle, and it's usually when we got the biggest, brightest stuff going on. Always, always. It's not like when we're doing fucked up or NFL preview. No, we got a guest coming. Let's fuck everything up. So we uh, we always like to bring uh, some fun stuff to the table. And actually, for the three year anniversary, I was trying to get Epicure or um, these guys, which is right down here in Franklin. Right, and they're not open on Tuesdays, so fuck them. You know, assholes. I know, right? What brewery isn't open on Tuesdays? So, oh, because they want to be home to listen to us. That's true. Of course. Why that's wouldn't true. they? Okay, I take back. They're not. No. So we'll, we usually like to go. They're scumbags. One of our one of our favorite brewers is Stone. Yes. Like, I know they're from Cali, and we don't normally like to go way out of our way, but 
if you guys have never had the arrogant bastard ale, it is it's exquisite. It's freaking fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It's strong. fantastic. It's very strong. Oh, it's arrogant. It's arrogant. Yeah. Word to the wise: that is not a beer to top off your evening. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you I, don't, made, you, I made that mistake. That's once. a good call. You don't end the evening on that. You kind of start it and then right, you ease your way right, back downward. Right, that's exactly. a good call right there. So we uh, we we stuck with the uh, with the stone today, and I decided this. Looked a little interesting because y'all know me and, uh, you know, Tokyo Sushi and I love my Scorpion Bowls. So. Yes, you do. This is Stone Scorpion Bowl IPA. Wow. A punch to the stinger. Whoa, hey, whoa. That's feminism at its best. It Nobody is, punches right? me in my stinger, right, damn right it. Right to the stinger, right to the stinger. Ah, shit. Um, I'm not going to give you the whole gist because you know how these guys like to talk. They yeah, of literally, course. They literally like to the talk. The next drink, I'm not even well, going to read put, this. It, it's but it's a like, testament to the care they put in each beer. Well, right, of course. Exactly, you know? exactly. They all have a story. They all have the breakdown of what's going on inside it's of It's like Newman's Room. Own. Yeah. Right, beer. Right. Very so much I'll just so. give you the last little, the last sentence they give you here in quotation. As true as the stars and the moon, yes, yes, they do. With bittersnit trop- tropical poetry, they kiss just for you. This is this is what the Scorpion Bowl IPA is going to do. All right. Me being the biggest IPA guy in the room, I'm going to give a little – it really doesn't have an aroma. No. I'm, I'm kind of surprised by this. Okay. Maybe I'm getting old and I'm just – haven't shaved my nose in a while. Let me try this thing. It's not not for me. Not what I expected. Not what I expected at all. It's a little dry, and it's I know dry. IPAs are built to be dry. But man, if you're an IPA drinker, it's probably fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm you not, know me. I'm a. I'm a lager blueberry guy. Not too impressed. I, I don't mind it. It's not something I'd buy on the regular. Let's put it that way. No, so no. Stone. No. For the first time ever, you have disappointed the Loking Jabroni Show. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I, I got to say, it almost it, it's it's a step down from their delicious IPA. Oh, the delicious is you so know what good. I, I, I here's the thing. I I just think it's mislabeled. Like it, when I hear Scorpion Bowl, I think some kind of fruitiness. Oh yeah, I was and, kind of expecting right, the same thing. Know, and, well, exactly. When it says a punch to the stinger, you're almost getting out like a punch idea. Maybe they were. Uh, yeah, I was they, thinking punch. That's what I was mm, thinking too. Like maybe they added. Didn't punch see that to coming. I thought it was going to knock you on your ass. That, what is, what is a Scorpion Bowl really? It's an exotic punch. Right. right exactly. That you exactly. can write on. That's exactly it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we found this recipe sealed with a scorpion's kiss, midnight poetry whipped into things. Um, sure you did. You know, yeah, yeah, seriously, stop telling stories. It's fake news. It's fucking Fox News right now. Stop stop revising history. Seriously. Three-fifths. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they, they're talking about, like, Purple Sands and all this other shit. That's not really Scorpion Bowl. That, that's more like fucking King Ozzy, Bobby He, right. Ali Ababa and shit. Well, I brought some good stuff for the third anniversary. Right. I want to pass this around. Y'all know I love Crown Royal. I love whiskey. Well, I get that, and I love whiskey, too. You've seen the collection. I've got uh, the Wild Turkey that was donated by Lee Davidson just last week. Thank you, Lee. Um, I'm not the whiskey guy, but that guys, if you're watching, I can't see your names right now. Uh, put oh. it up on the live feed. Tell us you're here. I know uh, Mike from the WFSB argument is watching because I just texted him. Good on you, Mike. Uh, great conversation just a few minutes ago. I'm going to raise this to you and to the third anniversary, to the Mark Slaughters, to the Jim Lairds, to the Mike Ricardis, to the Road Warrior Animals, Charlie Benante, Cripes, th- Bill Starkey. Deserves this shot probably. Gary Wolf and Bill Starkey deserve this shot more than anybody. Blair Tugman, same thing. Jim Lalamere. Jim Lalamere. 
Stryker. Absolutely. Stryker's McLynch. Uh, Bob Backlund. Yeah. Anybody who has ever crossed these airwaves for an interview, thank you. Uh, three years, man. This has been a good ride. And this cool. is uh, Crown Royal Bourbon Mash. I won't read the whole story. I'm just skimming it. Um, basically, in ex-bourbon barrels, uh, the Crown Royal was uh, aged. So uh, We should have a moment of silence for those that didn't make it in captivity. Oh, yeah. Harambe. You know, I almost won my Harambe shirt today, and I, I went against it. Because I'm saving it for WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that Woo-hoo. in a few minutes. Here's to uh, three years, my brother. Have some of that. Yeah, wait for Logan to pick up his Yeah, mask. really. We, we can't Sorry, do this Harambe, without you. Man. I was sharing, man. Much I was sharing. Like, we I was can't sharing. do this without the guys. Thank- Who cares about sharing? Mike Vitarelli says cheers. Man, she, here's she to you, She doesn't even like the Facebook page. Oh, sharing. Oh, sharing. Oh, sharing. Whoa. Yeah, see, we're sharing. That is good. Ooh. You know how I know it's good? Because Eddie does not like it. I don't hate it. We don't ask you to hate stuff. We ask you not to like it because that way we know it's good. I'm not a whiskey drinker. I understand. If if you, you know, if you're a hardcore whiskey drinker, I, I, it, it's beautiful because I can tell by the way it hugs the glass. But All right. Well, we got about uh, 13 minutes of usable time. Uh, you got anything on your mind you want to share with people? It's uh, it's 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 tasty. It is tasty. I love it. And it's going to chase nice with this stone. I know. I'm like, I go. I don't even have a decent. The only thing that would be better is pizza, and I forgot. So that's my. Mistake. I mean, it's not you know. Can't eat carbs. It's not. Oh bad. yeah, you and it's, your it's, it's. I'm not. I'm not. Homo diet. It's not bad, Stone. I'm not trying to. It's really. It's not bad. It's just. It's like man, I I would I would have much rather spent the five ninety nine on the arrogant bastard mm-hmm. and just fucking celebrated with style today. Here, here, as you started saying that, here's the vision I got in my head. You you hear about this badass roller coaster all winter. We're opening up the Killer Colossus Schneebitz ride, and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to ride that. You get, and you stand two hours in line, and you're sweating balls, and you get on the ride, and you're done. Like, that wasn't worth two hours of wait. Fuck that. I'm going on Superman or Batman yeah, or yeah. some other gimmick. Some other favorite, a.k.a. the the, the old It didn't American live bastard. up to the expectation. That's Mama Loki in the house. What up, What's Mama? Up, Loki? Glad it's to see it. It's kind of like when you have two of your favorite musicians, and you're like, God, if only these two work together, and it happens. Coverdale Page. And the product Back sucks. in the nine, uh, <laughs> 80s? Yeah. yeah, 80s. Oh, We're yeah. old, man. Yeah, We're yeah. old as fuck. Wow, that was funny. That was funny, actually. They, they I were, had so much high expectation for terrible. that. It sucked. They had two good songs and an album rest of filler, man. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Oh. It was horrible. What's on your mind? we got 13 minutes. All right. So um, baseball season is in full swing, yes, as, as you can always see. And um, big shout-out to the Houston Astros. Um, they're, well, they're obviously 2017 champions. Yep. And um, they uh, went to un- <laughs> unveil their their big it. moment, just like ours, got screwed up. <laughs> and it just did not want to let go of the cover. It just seemed. And the best part, the best part was the guy with the leaf blower. Did you see him? The hero of the day, <laughs> blowing the hell out of that thing. And what you know what? That I'll guarantee you. On my eyes, he was in the army. You know why? Because you improvise. <laughs> exactly. Overcome, adapt. You got boom. that one guy trying to climb up all over the place, and he's trying to get his thing done. <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy, he's the all star of the opening day in Houston, oh, right there. Man. Yeah, that I'll tell you that that I, it's, you know, it's it's funny because and and the haters, I don't care who you are, man. I don't care who you are. But, you know, they just have so many people chiming in. Well, that's just karma telling you that you guys got lucky, this, that, and the other oh, thing. It's like, it, no, no, oh, you know what? First God. time ever. Not even five minutes in. Horse. Shit. 
They didn't get I lucky. Think, they won that shit. Right. I was going to say, I think, I think there's going to come a time in our age and in, 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 in anybody's time where you just say, you know what? There, there's a certain aspect to luck, to sport. But you got to also remember, what does it take you to get there? You know what I'm saying? That, that's not all luck. The entire season is not all luck. And I'll throw this out there. Other than you, the 2004 comeback of the Red Sox was a comeback. Right. And you will say that. Yeah, fuck yeah. But there are a billion other jackasses wearing yeah, the red beard. Choke. choke. Yeah. Fuck you, choke. No, 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 it's not choke. Well, you it's know what they comeback. say about haters, right? They drink haterade? No. What? You'll never meet a hater doing better than you. That's right. No, that's absolutely true. And it's funny because that's where that's where the trolls come in and that's mm-hmm. where they kick in. And I'll tell you, man. Because, like, right now, Donald Trump hates Jeff Bezos. Yes, he does. <laughs> what do you got on your mind? We got a couple of usable minutes. Um... Not much. I started streaming video games. I saw that. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I was just streaming a little uh, point-and-click game on the MacBook because my gaming PC is uh, broke. But I have uh, actually purchased uh, some additional gear to... You're welcome. You. I have wow. purchased some additional gear to stream off the Xbox. And uh, hopefully... Uh, I the have... Kevin Smith is watching. What's uh, up? I hope your heart attack is doing okay. Yeah, right. Geely was a bad movie. Hoping, <laughs> hoping to be doing some uh, twitching with Loki for Stay the K two coming out on the twenty twenty ninth. Yeah, and that's gonna be badass. Mike, are you getting the deluxe edition, or are you just yeah. getting the? No, I'm getting the deluxe. I'm getting. I'm the deluxe. Get the deluxe now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to kick down? I can kick down. No, no, I just like. Well, I'm looking. No, at don't it. be a snowflake. Don't don't bring yourself do, down to his if level. If it's a game I like, I give up. him the money. I've said that from time and time again. If it's a game. That I fully believe in. I don't mind oh, I giving them the extra money. You know what I'm saying? Because they worked for it. They deserve right. that shit. Right. You know, it's like what we talked about before. These microtransactions where they just, they just okay, let me throw this in there and throw this in there. There's no thought process to it at all. There's nothing. You could tell that these guys put their heart and soul in this game, man. And, and I don't mind giving them well, the extra money. I um, I figured out, too, uh, uh, how to Twitch off the Xbox. Yeah, you got it. You got it. It's called. It's not Twitch no more. It's called uh, Mixer. That that well, that's Xbox's. Yeah, that's service. Xbox's. You Twitch. can still go to Twitch. You just gotta download the Twitch app. Oh, to your Xbox. you got it. Okay. Now here's the kicker. Here, here here's where you benefit more than I do. Uh, the only camera Twitch will work with is the Connect. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So so you can use your actual camera with your Twitch and everything. Um, I can't. That just sounds dirty. Um, because I hooked camera up with your Twitch. I know. Because I hooked up, uh, I hooked up Fucking my dirty. webcam to the Xbox for shits and giggles, and it works. Hmm. So, and I'm like, oh, cool. But I can't do that with Twitch. So, I'm gonna actually be streaming from my Xbox to the computer to uh, Twitch. This is YouTube. why you're the number one producer and in the I'm business. Be right streaming. Yeah, you knew I was gonna find a way. Well, of course, then I'm gonna be streaming from the actual Twitcher. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be twitching from the same software suite we use for this fine programming you folks are watching right now. Fantastic. And uh, I'll be streaming to uh, Twitch, YouTube, and... Now, real, now, real quick, uh, if you guys do tune into this, this is going to be really, really cool, because I don't know if you guys understand how this game works, but it's a, it's a zombie apocalypse game, mm-hmm. and 
The first one was incredible. If you can get it, grab it. Dude, and if yeah, I'll mail it to you if you want to try it. I still have mine. I still pop it in to this day. It's just that much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's zombie apocalypse, number one. Number two, you build up your community. So when you rescue these people, they have to come become an active member of your community. You have to send them out on missions to get them stronger. They have to become stronger. Collect they have to, good, right, exactly. food, you need food, right, exactly. medicine. Medicine. You weapons. need doctors. You need mechanics to fix cars. You need all this shit. So you're essentially building this, right? Now – and you can run out of cars. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, yes. I've done it. Yes. And not only that, um, just just real quick, uh, you spend all your time and effort building these characters up. So when you do lose one. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And, and in this game, now they're saying it's four people. Yes. Now they're saying it's four, but it's not just two people. It's four fucking but people. But what I'm wondering is, can you? Are you still switching off characters? You're each? taking your character in there. So if your character dies, that's it, dude. Is it like? Is it like? Uh, is it like D and D? Got to re-roll the new one. <laughs> uh, shit's getting deep now. You know, if it's that's the case, crazy. hit the button. Okay. It's be crazy. Poor shit. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I know it's gonna. It's exciting. We're, we want to do more stuff. I know we're gonna get on Twitch and we're gonna do some gaming. The only way we can do that is by paying the bills. And I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna save what's on my mind till the end. Um, our April fundraiser is pinned to the top of the Facebook page. Chad Hatfield and Team World Vision. There, we are raising money for Chad Hatfield to bring clean water to countries that don't have access to clean water and. As a bonus, at the end of this in November, Chad Hatfield is going to run the New York City Marathon, and he's a former guest. We love him. He's a, like a brother to me. Let's get out there and support him. You want some great merchandise? www.cafepress.com forward slash Jabroni. and get some fine t-shirts, coffee mugs, bumper stickers, baby onesies. Get that merch. Yes, get that merch. Uh, want to shop some great affiliates like WWE, Amazon, Zounds, iHome? Go to lokingjabroni.com and click on our affiliate links and do your shopping through our website. No hidden fees, no extra charges. And if you just want to donate to the show because you're too lazy to go do the affiliate gimmick, it's www.patreon.com forward slash lokingjabroni. And you too can help this show grow. Now, in just a few short minutes. I do want to throw in real quick. Quick. Have to cut you off. Go ahead. Right now, the WWE shop, t-shirts and stuff are like 12, 13 bucks. Really cheap right now. If you want to grab some t-shirts. And uh, you can still get the WWE Network free for the first month, and you can see WrestleMania yeah, absolutely, absolutely free, free. which and we're still getting trying to get a home for. We once we know, off. you guys will know. If not, I think I got the okay last night from uh, the Eternal Flame to get the WWE Network and at least put the three of us in a room, and I have some great prizes in the back of the car that we can give away to the fine folks that join our live stream. So, And to make it easy, just go to www.lokiandjabroni.com forward slash wrestling. I've set up the links. Use those I links just really, I, I, I miss Happy Harry. I'm, I'm going to miss Happy Harry too this year. Oh, well. And we'll tell you about Happy Harry when it's all said and done. Because in just three short minutes, my phone's going to ring. We're going to take a quick break to check sound. And you guys are going to get Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder co-host Jimmy Wisman, stand-up comedian, funny guy, the best yay in the business. And Eddie was just telling yay? me how much fun. Yay. I can't I can't say it like Jimmy yay, does. Yay. And where to get him to do it. Oh, I was totally having flashbacks to the rave days. Sorry. Oh, no. Not that kind of yay, Tony Montana. We're not we're not going that route. Not today, anyway. Come on, man. If we can get Al Pacino on it, we'll have the fucking mountain of cocaine right here. I don't give a shit. Dude, that'd be awesome. My job doesn't drug test. Of course, now they will because... Now so, you said something. Yeah, I know. Shit. Now you heard that there's going to be yay in here. 
If they don't test for beer, I'm all good. That, that's Ma- maybe you walk to the door. They're gonna hand you a cup like uh-huh. this, and I'm whis- like, "Where's the whiskey? Whiskey's gonna come out." Hot shit in the morning. I can't take it anymore. So we're gonna get ready for that. I'm uh, I'm excited. I've been a fan of this podcast. I told you guys about it before I even contacted Jimmy Wisman. I, I just started listening on the way here. You had a good time, didn't yeah. you? Here's the thing. I listen to so many podcasts, it's hard to fit some in. But I was like, you know what? I got I got to do the guy that respect to really hear his work. And it, you know, what? I, I, I might have to fit them into the rotation. <laughs> if you like, if you liked crime and sports, do small town murders. Well. I might like that one better. Oh, um, I think about it. I'm, I'm going to check that one out next. So. The funny thing about it, the the, con, the compare and contrast, and you know what? If he if he calls, I'm just going to pipe him in, and we'll lead him in because I want to make this point. The compare and contrast is when you listen to crime and sports, it's somebody that is more often than not well known. Uh, Hollywood Henderson, Jose Canseco, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Steve Howe, just all these guys, uh, Rick Bowe, all these guys that you've seen and you've known all your life, and then you hear about what kind of fucking scumbuckets they were, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I actually liked that guy. But with Small Town Murder, it's just like, and they did one on Connecticut. I don't know if you remember the Beth Carpenter case from uh, 20 years ago Maybe. out of East Lyme. Uh, really, really convoluted, crazy bullshit. However, comma, I- I've seen documentaries on it on A&E, and there's a great Amazon show called Mugshots that told you so much of the story. Jimmy Wisman and his partner, James Petrogallo, do so much research, and you learn new shit. I mean, they dig. They dig deep. And there was stuff I didn't even know, and I followed that case when it was happening and in the years following where they did a piece uh, not too long ago. Here comes Jimmy now, and I'm going to do this. Uh, I love the Jimmy, just hold lore. one second, my friend. Well, we're singing your praises, and as soon as I'm done, we're ready for you, my friend. They do so much research on this show mm-hmm. where, again, going back to the Beth Carpenter case on Small Town Murder, there was so much that they brought out in this podcast that I did not even know about, and I live here. So for it, them, they're doing content. they're doing a great podcast. It, it's great content when you see some of the new stuff that's coming out, like lore and serial and, and small town murder, and they're putting all this production oh, yeah. into these free podcasts, essentially. Yeah, hoping that people will support them. It's like it's absolutely, great. it's great. I, I barely watch TV. <laughs> oh, because I'm always on, you like me, you're always on yeah. those on those things. And it is with great pleasure that I, as a super geek fan, introduce to you stand-up comedian, co-host of Crime and Sports, co-host of Small Town Murder, and the best yay you will ever hear, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jimmy Wisman. Jimmy, how are you today? <laughs> you should MC a comedy club, man. That was, that was fantastic. You know what? <laughs> I did radio years ago, and I know how to introduce people. And, you know, every guest we have, I try to go big or go home because I don't want to go, yeah. here's Jimmy Wisman. That's horseshit. I want to give you the You make be- me sound legit, though, man. You are legit. Real quick, one one request. Can I get a yay? Yay! There it is, my <laughs> man. Welcome to the third anniversary of the Loki and Jabroni Show. Couldn't have picked a better guest. Jimmy, how are you tonight? I'm very well, thank you. Well, we are all excited to have you here. Um, I you, appreciate it. Congratulations. Three years. That's a big deal. It certainly is. And you guys are uh, right behind us, I think. You guys are on two and a half yeah. years? Two, we're at two years with Prime and Sports and Small Town Murder just crested a year, a couple, uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, 
funny story is sometime in December, um, somebody had mentioned to me, because we're all big wrestling fans here, and um, we got to talking about old school wrestling, and they said, hey, did you ever hear that Buck Zumhoff did some shitty shit back in the day? I know. See, you're laughing already. And a terrible human being. Oh, my God. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, I never really was a fan of Buck, but, you know, he wasn't bad. And then being a podcaster, I listen to other podcasts, so do all three of us here. And yours came up first. So I listened to the Buck Zumhoff oh, episode. I, oh, my God. I was hooked. I <laughs> I have finished all the episodes. That's epi- a credit to James. James is such a huge wrestling fan. And I, I mean, I, I watched it quite a bit when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in years. Um, and I tried to get my son into it, uh, into the point, like I bought him video games when we played those together for a while, but he's too young for it yet, I think. Anyway, uh, James loved old school wrestling when he was a kid, like all the, everything from, from like 86 or something like that on. And he was such a huge fan that he, he, he loved, and he loved doing those ones. The wrestling ones are a lot of fun because, you don't realize, I mean, the casual fan doesn't realize the, the absolute nickery and, and just debauchery that these guys get into. It's bananas. It really is. Oh, it's true. And I, I'll say this. Once I discovered you guys and I listened to Buck Zumhoff, I went back and I binge listened. I've caught myself up and now I, I have nothing to go back to. <laughs> Except for one episode, which I'm going to mention in just a minute. Yeah. Um, I go back and when I was a kid, there were, you know, there were big time guys that I was into, which of course you've covered now two of them. Sure. Jimmy, Jimmy Snooker was a big guy in my yeah. childhood. Um, oh, yeah. there was the Von Eric boys, which you could do an entire series on the Von Eric boys. But yeah, it sounds like they just never realized how to live uh, by <laughs> legally. <laughs> exactly. But one of them was gentleman Chris Adams and oh, yeah. you, you guys broke my heart. That one's a depressing one too. When we, so we did South by Southwest last year and, um, uh, Cole Cabana uh, did a, a podcast right before ours. And, uh, after we were done, Colt wanted to talk to us about, uh, about the, about the different wrestlers that we may have, may or may not have done. And we told him about, uh, Chris Adams and he actually went back and listened. He went back and found all the, all the episodes of, of all the wrestlers and listened to all those. And he follows us on Twitter and, and sings our praises from time to time. It's, that's the stuff that, that's really impressive to me is when a guy that actually does this stuff, like can't, can't wait to, and he actually even said the same thing that he was kind of, he knew that Chris Adams was kind of a mess. Uh, but after listening to it, he was, he was kind of heartbroken to find out a little bit more. <laughs> right. Which that, yeah. That's the thing also is that he, he doesn't quit until he finds every case that these guys have ever been, not even just convicted of, but involved in. Even if they were a victim of something, James finds something. It's, it's pretty impressive. I'm very, every week I'm blown away by something that James finds. Absolutely. He does, a, he does a fantastic job with the stats. It's insane. And just. So, to, so you say he's more of the homework runner? Yeah, James does all the research and then uh, tells the story, and then I kind of sit by and listen to the story with the audience uh, and kind of give, like, just its reactionary stuff. And then James has obviously unbelievably funny things to say also. I, I was going to um, say, he's but, hysterical. Oh, yeah. You're both, yeah. you're both hysterical, but, like, some of the things he says, like, catches me off guard. I'm like, I was cracking yeah. up in my car. <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorite things that happen on the podcast when he has something that's just, I'm I'm looking for something that's serious, and he throws in a joke that that I don't see coming. That's as a comic, like the the, the fun jokes for me are the ones I don't see coming, and that that just seems to be 
like even when I watch comedy, uh, it's, it's the quips and the, and the tags and the extra things here and there that, that you just don't expect. And you expect a story and then there's a quick sidetrack with a joke and then back to the story yeah. and that stuff. He sounds like the I Leslie does. Nielsen of podcasting. It's yeah. really hilarious. <laughs> Great analogy, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it's just like the straight, yeah, it's, the straight it's, man really cracking jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a deadpan joke that you don't, that you don't even realize is a joke until three or four sentences later. And then you start cracking up in the middle of something that isn't even funny, <laughs> which makes it funnier because now I'm laughing at, uh, at somebody finding a head in an, in an, in an, in an act or something. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But I'm laughing at four sentences ago. James said something that was hysterical. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, the crime in sports and, and Eddie said it best when we were talking before we went live tonight is that, you know, you don't have to be a fan of sports to listen to crime and sports. No, but, the, a, but the yeah. small town murder, when I hear some of the just craziness that goes on and, you know, hey, yeah. they opened the door and they found a head sitting on a bed with yeah. flowers around it and all that gimmickry. Right. It's like, what the fuck are people thinking? Oh, they yeah. Yeah. people, dude, how, like, how do you get to that point? It's just, it's, it's oh, we, we've said it before, yeah. man. People are just animals that took over the world. That's it. We were sure. we were a couple murders away from pretty much not being like you imagine. We we were like right. seriously three murders away from having Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we could we yeah. could have been those we could have been those little puppets running around. Who the fuck knows, man? But we have a language now, and and with that, we still have these motherfuckers that are tapped. It, like their yeah. their brain stems are just nowhere next to normal. They're funny, nowhere- funny you say that, and, and because it's topical, because it happened like what two hours ago. Uh, are you aware of the uh, YouTube active shooter that was in California? Which, by the way, yeah, not not to make fun it, of it, but it? you notice the first fucking video on there was from YouTube. Yes. So, so I'm just. I'm but just, it'll be removed for terms of service in about two hours. Are you kidding was me? That shit's trending. It was a woman. Yeah, it was yes. a woman. Yes, yes. She killed herself. Yes. Yeah, of course. I was going to say was like pre- nine, 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 nine times out of ten, these guys killed themselves. Wait, what was that, Jimmy? Was it Miranda Singh? Fingers crossed. See, I was thinking of Emma Gonzalez, but I might be wrong on this one. See, I, I, I like. I really like Miranda Singh. She's hysterical, and I love what she does because she is doing. Uh, I, I was thinking of the other basically. Miranda. It was Pootie Pie. <laughs> it was not Pootie Pie. <laughs> it was Pootie Pie. He was a Nazi. My daughter loves Miranda Singh, and it's the one that I can tolerate. Because nah, it was she's, probably Paul she's Logan. Lampooning, no, Logan Paul. She's lampooning people that take themselves too seriously. Oh, I, yeah. I, there's nothing more that, that I take pride in more than uh, when people, anytime anybody praises me or praises James or praises the show. It's just we're two dicks that that. Work really hard. That's really all it is. That's kind of what and, we're doing yeah. here. At the same yeah, we're time. two assholes, though. Which, by the way, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm honored, by the way, and I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but recently you did uh, Jay Moore's show, and now yeah. you're now you're doing the little engine that could. Um, why, dude? Why? <laughs> James would say the same thing to me, but it, 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 it's all, it's all. It's all press, man. It's all talking to somebody somewhere, and it's all talking about pod- podcasting. Yeah. And this is yep. this is what we do, and it's a, it's it's something that we're all passionate about. You're New very media. passionate about it. You've done three damn years of this shit, yeah, so absolutely. you give a damn. So I I give a damn about everybody that gives a damn. People you know, that I, don't those people that, I, that can really 
pound sand, kick rocks. And, like, I, like I'm uh, really passionate the- about Eric Bischoff being into a podcast again. I want to hit him with a chair. I want to hit Eric Bischoff over the head with a steel chair. I really do. You know, I got to say, though, um, and Jimmy might not know this, uh, was it a year and a half ago, we had Joe Laurinaitis, World War Animal, from the wrestling yes. world on our yes, podcast. great guy. Still uh, still on my Facebook. He's, oh, he's, my God. He's batshit crazy. He's like Ozzy. I swear to God, yeah. he's like Ozzy on Facebook. Oh yeah, he's like right. <laughs> he but you off. get his passion and you understand it. And he was on our show when we were still bubbling. And what did yeah. he do about four months ago? Started his own podcast. And yeah. I sent him a nice. Right. I sent him a nice email. He goes, you know, it was you guys. It was the ground. It was the the grassroots gimmick guys that do it yeah. from your home and. You made you you made me do this. I have so many stories, and the story you know he went on Jim Ross's podcast, Jericho's podcast. Yeah. Well, yes, and then in 1987, I did this. We talked to him like he was sitting here drinking beer with us, and he had a great time. Well, Ed brought it up yeah. the best. Uh, Beastie Boys did rap for the simple reason that it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcasts are are cheaper and and, and more effective than than radio. This you know what I'm saying? Radio is it's just. Go ahead, Ed. This is the yeah, best you get part. To be no real. corporate overlords. The thing with radio, it, it, with, with an FCC and so many regula- regulations, you yes. can't be who you are on regular radio. And that's, I think that's a problem for it. Exactly. I, there, there, there are plenty of guys, I, I know plenty of guys in radio that, that get around it by being themselves mm-hmm. minus swear words, and they, and they insert creative words to make things funnier, which engages the audience. But there are too many that can't fucking do it because they have to be whatever it is the FCC wants them to be. And with podcasts, you get to be you. You get to be raw you, and you don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And you can you can talk about anything you want, whether it's mental health, whether it's uh, uh, an illness that you have, whether it's a terrible event that happened to you, or or your suicidal tendencies. You can talk about all that, and people bond with you over it, and I think it's healthier this way. You know, it's funny that I think Jimmy would be a great addition one time if you'd like to be a part of it. Once a month, we do something called Do You Know It's Fucked Up? And we bring up stories that are in the news, (laughs) and we're like, are you really serious? This is real? I think you'd be a great addition to that yeah. once or twice. Yeah, if I'm free, I'm over it. Absolutely. Bring it on. That, yeah, that, that's our flagship right there. If I'm, <laughs> if, if I'm around, I'll absolutely be a part of it. No problem. Because I know, I know you're on tour for the next month and change, and uh, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that soon. But what I want to ask... Jimmy, do you know how many alligators are raped on a daily basis in Florida? In oh, Florida alone. We were the first organization to expose that shit. Yeah. Alligator rape. How many? How many? He wants to know. It was like, well, how many stories did we find? I think we like found at least like seven. Yeah, seven, seven stories seven, of seven. alligator rape. Before Me Too was You're a thing, the alligators were screaming Me Too. Say that, say that again, Jimmy? You're obviously raping the bee hole, right? You're not getting like, well, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd hope not. We That's we, the last one you're we, getting. We didn't stick around to find out what hole they were trying to go after. <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, Dude, I don't give a fuck. Illegal. It's still an alligator. It, it does sound illegal. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Listen, you got. I don't really want to watch it. (laughs) You know, I don't want to be a party to a crime by sticking around. You know, (laughs) you know, somebody right now is on RedTube trying to find alligator rape as a video. Let's be honest. Try Pornhub. So wait, if you if you dress up for that, could you be a fuzzy? You could. You could be a furry, right? If you dressed up for that. Actually, wouldn't it be a scaly? If oh, it would be a scaly. True, true it story. Be a scaly. True story. You won't find alligator, but you'll find panda porn on Pornhub. It's I don't a, even want to hear it. It's a category. 
Wow. I'm out there, too. Yeah. <laughs> In Arizona, you, what do you guys get, scorpion rape, or what's what's going on? Now? That would be impressive. Oh, I'd real cool. Go ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. The outdoors. There's far too many things here that will kill you. There's coyotes, there's snakes, there's... I don't, I don't do outdoorsy stuff here. Yeah. It's all mountainous. I go way away from town to do anything outdoors. Because Smart it's just man. terrifying. The coyotes there's are always... coming back up here. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like half come, wolf fucking dog coyote. These things are like, look like shit from like walking. Like I the... wake up every morning. I look okay. out my window and, uh, we all, we, I, I'm a hunter. I have a friend who's a hunter. I see 12 yeah. deer in my backyard. I'm like, Oh Jesus, if I only had my rifle, I wouldn't wake everybody up. But yeah, but I'm waiting for coyotes to come out and kill a deer. Oh, they're, they're yeah. out there. Believe me. They're just, oh, they're like in my mom's backyard. She was taking pictures oh. of them with her phone oh, yeah. and they're shit. They're huge. We have gone they're way off. Huge. We have gone way off the beaten path here, <laughs> but I love it. Thank you, Jimmy. I live in a gated community and those things went down the street. At I am uh, looking for people walking little. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're terrifying. How do you they're live in a gated dumb. community, but James is still bitching about healthcare? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my wife had this house before I met her. Okay. <laughs> Props to your wife. Big ups that to uh, Mrs. Wisman. That's um, right. Marry up. Yeah, really. So I, I know um, I did. Real real quick, see I, I have a I've I got a couple people on Twitter that you know that are are comedians. Uh Nick Nick Swartzman is one of them. Okay. He's yeah, he's now when you set up for for your comedy skits, right? Do you have like yeah. a plan, say, ahead of time? Do you just shoot by the gun or you're like, all right, so for for this one, I'm going to hit on this subject, and then when I come on to my next tour a year and a half later, or a year later, I'm going to kind of tease on that a little bit, almost kind of like keep a story going. You know what I'm saying? Good question. Yeah, generally, there are a lot of comics like like James and I both are fairly fairly story storyboard comics where we tell a story. We we right. because we're uh, we're not famous. People want to get to know you. You got to have introductory jokes and. Before you can get into anything that you got to let people know about you generally, that's the, the, you don't have to do anything. That's just kind of the route that we took. Um, and so, so I kind of, that eventually just evolves, uh, like anything where any story where you start telling a story about something and then you, you change it to a different thing and then you find a, a new joke that you write and then you put that somewhere into the set where it, where it all jives and makes sense. And otherwise you just sound like, uh, I mean, you could do, one-liners. There are plenty of guys that do that, where they just go and do one-liner jokes over and over and over, and none of them string together. Like Gilbert Gottfried just made a career of it, and he's amazing yeah. at it. Yeah, true. Mitch Hedberg did that. He was one of the best ever at it. Uh, Nick Swardson is generally a, a storyboard comic also. Right, right. Uh, but from time to time, you can throw a one-liner in between as a segue into a different joke. Comedy is that's why comedy is so fun because you can be anything you want to be in one night. You can change your set from being just an angry dad that hates his whole life into uh, a guy that's, uh, that's a doting father and a doting husband. And you can be anything you want to be. That's what's so great about it. You can, you can just play and be different. And, right. uh, uh, comics that don't, they just do the same act over and over again. They, they get stagnant and stale and then they're not wanted anymore. You know, it's so funny. It's just, it's just to, to evolve and change constantly. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're the guest. You have the full run of the thing. <laughs> you have cut off authority. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I, I've, for three years tried to explain to my eternal flame and goddess of love who is sitting upstairs right now is that who I am on the microphone is not who I am in real life. You know, this is, yeah, exactly. This is me turned up to like 12. Whereas in real life, these guys will say I'm like a seven. 
Maybe an eight, right. Eddie, real quick. He's you're like the one, driving Miss Daisy on a Sunday. Pretty much. I, I'm really like low. Am I being detained? No, not today. <laughs> well, Dan Cummins and James are very similar in that respect, too, because uh, when they're done at the club, when they're done doing comedy, uh, funny is done. Like, And so uh, and Dan's wife came to the show in, in Detroit with us, and uh, they were talking about um, – uh, the neighbors wanting Dan to come do things after the show and stuff. And, and Dan, Dan's wife was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that you guys want him to come over. Dan's not going to be entertaining at your party. It's, he's going to sit down, probably relax because now's the time that a mic's not in his hand and he's not contractually obligated to be funny. That's 100%. 100%. And I'm, I'm reminded of a story, um, of Rodney Carrington, who was one of my favorite comics ever, yeah. m- meeting, I think it was uh, Toby Keith, and uh, they cool. they're introduced to each other by a third party. And Toby Keith goes, "Oh, Rodney Carrington, tell me a joke." And Rodney Carrington <laughs> fires back with, "Sing me a song." And they kind he kind of got it at that point. It's it, like yeah. I'm not I'm not that guy twenty four seven. It's funny when I was like DJing, it would happen a lot. People people would throw house parties. Like I was a regular DJ. People throw house parties. And after a while, you'd talk to people and be like, were you even at the show tonight? No. Then after a while, you figured out they were getting big-name DJs to play for them for free at somebody's house party. Yeah, wrong answer. <laughs> so I stopped playing at parties and just kind of sit and relax. It's probably a good idea. I mean, It's almost to the point where you want to say, uh, well, what do you do for a living? And then, if mechanic, come, come change my oil and I'll tell you all the jokes you want to hear. That's Loki. <laughs> Loki will do it. And he'll tell there's, jokes. There's, a, there's a, an even exchange here. Why do you get all the benefit of right. all my jokes? Like, right. That's not. That's it's not it's barter. Also, barter, man. Let's bring yeah. it back. Let's bring it back, man. <laughs> but I'm opposite from James and Damien that uh, anytime we're together somewhere, uh, I mean, fairly recently we were at the radio station together podcasting, and as we were walking down the hall, I was greeting the people that we were walking past, and James says to Dan, Dan says, how does he even do this? I mean, watching them because they're just not. Like, for me, I'm trying to be the host and the greeter, and that's not that's not how James and Dan are. They're just more they're more reserved. So some comics are like that. Some some are the opposite. It just depends on the person. Yeah, and, right. And go check out Dan Cummins. He's a Time Suck so podcast. Yeah. Very funny so stuff. Yeah. Very funny stuff. Um, at some point. You got into stand-up comedy. You're doing well. Eventually, you have that fateful meeting with James Petrogallo. How did that go? Yeah, uh, a friend of ours that was a mutual of ours wanted to get us together uh, to make to have us be friendly. I guess I don't know. He was just this. Uh, he's a local comic that lived in a in a in a motel, and uh, so James and I met in a sleazy motel parking lot. That's the <laughs> oh, the stories we could just Sweetest. create. <laughs> That's the sweetest way to put that. And I insulted his shoes. He insulted me for something, and we became friends. Um, wow. We were regulars at both the big comedy clubs here in Phoenix for several years, and uh, we realized that there's not money in comedy. There's not even a future in comedy unless you're a headliner, and the only way to make yourself a headliner is to get a credit, and the only way to get yourself a credit in Phoenix uh, is to do something on your own. And so James chose podcasting and out of the ideas and I just go along and it's it's my favorite thing ever it's it's so much fun that, that is so true if you ask Joe Rogan he'll say he only did news radio to help his comedy he hates yeah, yeah. oh yeah you know it's you can't just, get anything without an audience right no you're absolutely right you're absolutely 110% so, correct, some man. comedians fit into that TV thing perfectly 
And, like Tim Allen does great TV. Phil Hartman yes. was the same way. Right. God rest his soul. You know, Joe, Joe Rogan God rest hated it. Greatest ever. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. hey, how big uh, would he be? A small town murder candidate or no? Is uh, well, that was in that was in L.A. and, uh, uh, and had they had they been in some city where where Bryn was from, then absolutely, because that lady is a horrible. I mean, she's dead, but. Uh, deservedly so. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Asshole, and she's still an amazing, talented person. You know, one of my heroes. Upstairs. Oh, he was amazing. You mentioned meeting yeah. James and the whole podcast thing. And where did the impetus for crime and sports come from? Because what a great idea. Well, James loves sports. I love sports. I mean, if you listen to some of the episodes, you can't tell that I love sports. I'm throwing a flag. Time out. Jimmy, I'm throwing a flag. <laughs> you because, ruined everything. No, I'm not ruining everything because now I got Jimmy on the phone and I can do what I want. Yeah. It's my show. When your show and his show, whatever. <laughs> there are times when you're throwing out names and stats and teams and whatnot, and James is going, nope, that didn't happen. Sorry. F you, kiss a dick, stuff and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes baseball, I remember things wrong because, uh, I, well, there's 186 <laughs> games this year. And right. yeah, 162, no. but I'll yeah. buy it. Yeah. Well, if they make the playoffs, you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that strike in my teenage years really made baseball, <laughs> it made it a sore spot for me. Yeah. And I stopped watching. And it feels like my brain purged memories out and then created its own. Like, it's, it's so bizarre. And like, today, I, today's show, we talk about Jose Canseco, and I, I oh, was convinced God. in my head that he was a first baseman. And he, I remember he, you saying that. But then, here's the, here's the funny part. He did play first base in four games for the New York Yankees. I did my research. Jimmy, you were right. Take that back and tell James Petrogallo, you, sir, may fuck off because you were right. He well, played four games. I promise you I didn't watch those games. I did. I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. I, I'm telling you right now. He played four games at first base. Hilarious. Boom. Jimmy, and so, I was at one of those games. So far, that's the first and only episode I've listened to, and I was I, I was laughing so hard at the uterus joke. <laughs> I actually had to hit pause so I could hear the rest of what you guys were saying, and I damn near crashed getting here. <laughs> this it wouldn't just, have that caught me off guard. I, really I, I might have, you know, due due to the snowflake mentality of of this particular society we live in, I might have sued you if Eddie died. Say again, who died? If our producer Eddie, who me. was listening and oh, almost okay. laughed and crashed, I might have sued you and James if Eddie had died. Because that's the way Hilarious. Snowflake Society is. I, hey, I got to say, that episode is so enlightening. I'm like, I'm going to be talking about just that one episode, by the way. That one episode was so enlightening when you brought up the twins, one named a junior, one not. And like, I never thought, I'm like, wow, if there isn't a, if there isn't like the ultimate way to motherfuck one of your kids. Yeah. And mind fuck them for the rest of their life. Exactly. And it's like that kid has – the parent has no argument either. He's like, you always liked him better. Well, obviously he's junior. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if it was the opposite, that Jose was the one that, that made him the majors and, and was broke his whole life, and, and Ozzy was the one that, that made $45 million? That would be like the ultimate fuck you to dad. Yes, it would. It would. Junior uh, didn't do shit, and I beat the system. That's oh, badass. Man. I, so <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> one of one of the cardinal rules, and at some point, I want to ask 
Jimmy's going to give us all the cardinal rules. I I remember like Eddie's dying. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. That was end of the show. We're we're done. There are cardinal rules in crime and sports where you just don't do it. You don't get married. You don't move back home. You don't name your kid Junior. What is there like six six cardinal rules? Right? There's, There's yeah. I think there's. I think it's, it's first, don't name your kid Junior ever. That Don't ever let that happen. And yep. if things are going bad in your life, you never get married. And if things are going really bad, you never move home. You mm-hmm. never go back home. You, you figure it out where at whatever city you're in, you stay there forever. You never hire uh, 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 a teenager for your hit squad ever because they're going to stink. They're going to tell everybody. Because they don't know how to, they don't know how to lie. They just don't <laughs> yeah. know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's, 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 it seems like every time that these guys uh, uh, have their fall from grace. It, it, there's always at least two rules that they've broken that really are the catalyst for like the the propulsion of crashing the shit into the ground. It's it really they right off the bat when shit starts going bad because they're addicted to a drug. They have a kid and and then the the, the wheels are they're gone. It's all off and and a wing is. Is teetering, and then they move home, and the whole plane just goes into the ground. It's really, it's really impressive. It's really impressive how they can all find out how to do exactly what everybody else did and crash their whole shit. Basically, yeah. yeah just doing to repeat it when it's you don't know the first. Yeah, it's depressing too because you see guys like Jose Canseco, who was one of the, I mean, in, in his time, he was one of the most famous guys in baseball. And he made $45 million. One of the, one of the hardest hitters in baseball, absolutely. Amen. I actually knew him, so that's a big deal. You met Jose Canseco? No, I knew of him. Oh, well, that's okay. different. The fact that you know him impresses me. No, 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 no. I knew his brother, but fuck that guy. He wasn't you knew Ozzy Canseco? He wasn't even a junior. Fuck him. Okay, fuck him. He's not a junior. <laughs> Never mind. Carry on, Jimmy. To go from $45 million in your career, not including endorsements, not including anything else, and to be uh, flat-ass broke and on a show called The Surreal Life, when you, it's basically a bunch of washed-up people. Oh, man. <laughs> because he needs money. And it's, it's depressing to see somebody that was your childhood hero up there doing a jig for, for 13 and 14 year old kids on primetime TV because they have no money. Or 33 year olds who are watching it simply That's how because. I feel sometimes when we go to these wrestling events and I yes. see some of these guys and I'm like, yeah. man, at some point in my life, like, I held you to a higher standard than my parents. And look at That's you, real. like, <laughs> right? Look at all the look, shit that you did. These guys right. did a, did an episode about I want to say it was three four weeks ago. I might be off of my timeline because I'm 45 years old and everything seems like ah. last week. So, yeah. Steve Howe, when you guys did Steve Howe, I oh, a a I was unaware he died. Seriously, really? I I, I had not had any frame of reference that Steve Howe had passed away. B right. I knew of all the indiscretions because, you know, being of the sports center mentality, 24-hour news cycle, every time yeah. Steve Howe took a shit, it's on the news. Yeah. But yeah. to listen to you guys, I'm like, what? Steve Howe's dead? Google, Wikipedia, yeah. gimmick, schnabitz, Fernum. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are bringing things to light. And again, I, you, you credited James earlier. Yeah, the stat guy. He brings these things that nobody would know. Riddick Bow. I didn't know Rick Bow was yeah. dead. And it, well, Riddick Bow's still alive. He's just flat ass broke. No, who's the he boxer? Was, who's the boxer that got uh, uh, with the ball being hammered to oh, the head? Was it a, 
not the Ibushi. Was it? No, I think the Ibushi. Ibushi is still alive. He's here. I forget the one that, that caught the machete to the head, but that was in uh, like Jamaica or yes. something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. damn it. Uh, somebody go to the Google machine and find out. James would remember it so quick. That's why we have Eddie, because he's going to the Google machine right now. I'm literally looking up boxer, machete to the head. Boxer, machete to the head. See, that's what we do here. <laughs> Kel Brook? No, it was and, a uh, famous, like, actual world champion. Yeah, it was a, he was a really good one. You covered Riddick Bowe, though, right? Burbick? Yeah. Trevor Burbick, thank you! All right. Yeah, Trevor Burbick. Wow, right. see? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Focus wow. in the house doing his thing. That's why I'm a producer and you're not. Uh, exactly. I'm the talent, you're the brains. Riddick Bowe got, I mean, he lost a ton of money from, from people stealing from him, obviously, but also his yeah. lavish lifestyle. He was, he was sprinkling on all his family. But then he, uh, he eventually needed to drive a truck for a living. And then, uh, when we put out the episode, uh, I followed him on Twitter and he followed me back and then instantly DM'd me with like some threatening, uh, DM. And I was wow. like, Oh my God. He heard the episode and Riddick Bell was serious. And then the very next message was, if you want a piece of the champ, you can meet me at this website to play fantasy football. He was legitimately <laughs> offering. Fantasy football wow. against him because he gets a kickback for anybody that signs up. So and if you if you want if you want to prove Riddick Bow wrong, wow. all you have to right. do is go sign up for like Kingspin.com right. forward slash fantasy football right. horseshit. Right. Oh my god! Hey, go get the best lineup you can and come at me, dog. It was ridiculous. And wow. then, uh, well, Jimmy, if you need enough, help, we're an affiliate uh, with a great fantasy football. Yes, service. we are. Yeah, <laughs> we'll help you out. Uh, the very next month, there was a story in like Yahoo News or whatever that he had uh, he had started a GoFundMe to pay his rent. It's oh my just, God. It's depressing. That's the ones that those are the ones that you just you can't. That's well, like when fucking help. what's his name, uh, uh, Dustin Diamond there. Screech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screech went out and did yeah. the same fucking thing. Like he did porn. Yeah, not behind, babe. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely fucking he is right. Broke as shit. That's he crazy, right man. That just that just blows your mind. Like. How, like, I mean, you just you think about it like this way. You go to your bank account right now, and, and like, right now I'm literally looking at, like, say, 23 bucks in my account. Like, not oh, even wow. you're, like, you're, you're living day to day. I feel good about myself right now. You know, right. so, but then you, then you, then you got guys like, you know, like, like even your modern days, like your Stefan Diggs and, and your, and your guys from now, like your Tom Brady's. You even think he even looks at his fucking, his, his top right now? No. Nope. You even think no he way. fucking goes online and goes, hmm, I wonder what my capital's at right now you know no they don't fucking give a shit dude whereas me i'm one of those guys that go on and check out my shit every day to make sure can i get that coffee today you know he's got more uggs in his closet than i have (laughs) can we talk about his ugg fucking obsession or what man (laughs) i swear to god i want to go take his man card every single time i see him do something with uggs it just drives me absolutely insane man look i ain't trying to dog on the guy because he's great can you imagine one day that guy is on on yahoo news begging for rent money like that it it would you blow it would blow your mind you'd be like how how is that even possible hundreds of millions of dollars that guy's had that's the that's that's what's blowing my mind with this riddick bow like i mean yeah he was he he i want to say man what was that like that was the 90s run right that was that was the he had a he had a hundred million dollars yeah i know (laughs) and you think about like that's almost like uh that's like saying, uh, what's his face? Uh, Floyd Mayweather is broke right now, you know, and he's, he's right. about that. That, that just, that just blows your mind. A hundred million dollars. Can you, right. 
How the fuck do you spend that, man? <laughs> See, but a guy with $100 million doesn't have a 2,000-square-foot home that is costing him $1,500 a month. Right. It's, it's the guy with $100 million has seven of these motherfuckers, and, and he's not writing it off all properly, and he's got cars, and he's, he's just being stupid with his money right. because there's so much he doesn't... He doesn't understand the gravity of maybe one day I will be homeless because that can't register because there's seven fucking keys well, on his key rank that all go to different houses. And there's and there's seven digits after that first one that you're right. thinking. So you don't you don't even you, you're not even thinking that shit, man. That that's absolutely that just blows your just blows your mind, man. You know. I mean, it's just like um Tony Atlas, man. Tony Atlas, we we saw him. With Blair Tugman, former, uh, not former, he's got one more MMA fight in him, but did an autograph signing with them. Yeah, and man, I just felt so bad for him. Like, Tony he's Allen's sitting there me, scrubbing he's sitting for $10 million. He's, yeah, he's over there telling yeah. me all these fucking heartbreak stories, like all this. I'm like, yeah. dude, you were like, you were the top of the top, man. You were, I, I would have given my left nut to see you live from front, you know, and here you are asking me for French fries right now. That like, was my brother's favorite wrestler when we were kids. I, uh, I'm two and a half, three years older than USA, my brother. Man. Oh, hell yeah. And I texted him the night we did the gimmick with Tony Atlas. I'm like, Hey, I got you an autographed picture of Tony Atlas. He goes, why? <laughs> I'm like, are you shitting me? That was your boy back you when you were six, seven years old. He goes, that, what do you call it? That train wreck? I'm like, all right. I get it now. We're doing it because we're out there for publicity. But, right. you know, Matt was ahead of the game. He's like, that train wreck? Nah, I'd rather not. Keep the fucking eight by ten. You're good. Well, You're right. good I mean, now, right, Jimmy? Thing. You're good yeah. now. <laughs> Just like he brought up, man. These are your heroes. These are your. These are the guys that you, you watched oh. on that fucking TV. And then you'd sit there and you'd imitate. Think Either the way it. that they yeah. shimmy when you go to hit that baseball. Right. Got, or, or, of or, all know. their episodes, I have to bring up three. Jimmy Snuka, Chris Adams, and strangely enough, he wasn't ever my favorite but he was always on the fringes like if rusty wallace ever crashed into the wall and was dead jeremy mayfield at that time would be my guy and when i listen to that jeremy mayfield episode i'm at work i got the headset and i'm not supposed to have it yeah. and i'm pissing myself laughing they and, both him and twice both wanted want us to interview him and uh, no shit love, yeah they, they both want to be on the show which is pretty pretty fantastic and I'd love to have uh, a piece of that for sure, just to just to let them talk and and hear hear their side of the story. I think would be a lot of you fun. You know, the crazy part for me is because you, you know buy after it though? <laughs> I remember I remember the meth allegations. I'm, I have that's a what I'm saying. Do you guys buy it? I mean, come uh, on. There's here here's where the shameless plug comes in. I do a NASCAR <laughs> podcast. I know. I'm just called CNJ Speed Review. You can catch it I'm on YouTube. I'm gonna give you my part, but go, yeah. Go um, and when the when the allegations came out, I have a friend that works for NASCAR as a the manager of communications, which is basically I'm going to tell you what you want to hear, blah blah blah. That's why him and I don't talk anymore because I called him on his bullshit, yada yada. Anyway, there goes that sponsor. When, I don't care. When that all came out, I was like, well, maybe there's another story behind it. And the more I dug into it, and then listening to you guys do Jeremy Mayfield, I'm like, wow, that's how do you, how do you answer to that? You got caught red-handed with, right, right. with with backhoes on your property right. that were stolen right. from someone right. else. Right. How do you respond he, to that? He, oh, they just arrived. He started a, a scrapyard uh, as a cover and a, and a new new path for life 
Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. You're absolutely right, Some, bro. Somewhere behind me is a photo album, and I'm going to take a picture of it. Oh, no, he is a complete nut job. Yes, he is. Somewhere behind me is a photo album, and I'm going to take a picture of it, is me standing next to Rusty Wallace's car. Anybody who has listened to this show for more than eight seconds knows I was a huge Rusty Wallace fan. I'm standing next to his car wearing... A Jeremy Mayfield T-shirt, and when I send this to you, Jimmy, I want you to just blow it up. And look, here's a guy that fucking bought into the nickery, which I love. Thank you for that word. I use it often. I have Jeremy Mayfield's autograph in my house. Oh my god! Somebody sent me one of his eight by ten of the car <laughs> that he had signed. So James and I both have his autograph. Wow. I want an eight by ten of his meth shop. Yeah, really. That's what I, I want some of his meth. I might not use it, but I'll hang it right here in the studio. Like, look, it's Jeremy Mayfield meth right here. Come on. You know that was some down-home good cooking right there. The best moonshine bad. in America was made not too long for men. 8 by 10 is uh, is the nickname of his mouth, though, because his bottom row is 8 feet and his top row. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> I've had the I, I don't want to say the privilege, but I've met yeah. Jeremy Mayfield. I know what you're talking That's about. Awesome. <laughs> wow. I got, got my daughter at the dentist that I gotta go grab, so I'm gonna have to run. I can't thank you guys enough for this. this oh, I, I would love cool. to have you back for part two because I've got a list of questions yeah. here that I'd love to ask you. And yeah. my God, you have been awesome and you have made the third Thanks. anniversary so great. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, Absolutely, man. You know, round up your worst. Join us for. Uh, do you know what's fucked up? Absolutely. Yep. I love it. Get get in touch with me. Let's do it again. You bet your ass. Thank you, Jimmy Wisman, ladies Thanks. and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, man. Wow. Great guy. Oh my god, he's hilarious. Awesome. Like he had me laughing just thinking about what I was laughing about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we got a lot of time right now. Um. Three years, man. Uh, real quick, before we talk about what we heard from Jimmy, uh, the last year, w- what has been your highlight? Your highlight? Just, just this last year? Yes. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have I mean, to like the last season. Yeah, we should say season. Season. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah, you were operating. I, the I'm 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 just gonna have to go right back to uh, the the. Our own version of MST3K. I was um, going to say the same thing. The, the wow. Show, History so Science Theater That was mine. History Science Theater 3000 with uh, Bill Stark. It was, was absolutely great. I want to go back to doing that again. I want to do another one of those. Um, just, just, it was great. It was good times, man. It was good times. I, I had a blast. You know what? Um, I got a crazy idea. Run, runner up would have to be, uh, I'm going to say, uh, Hooters Royal Rumble. That, oh, that was a blast. Uh, a great time. Um, it helped that the Royal Rumble was fantastic. Can I just say that? Yes. Looking so forward to it, WrestleMania. I would. I just wait. because of the way that that the Royal Rumble. If they went can down. keep that momentum, it, it's going to be off the chain. They're going to have mm. to. Uh, Absolutely. I, I do got to say this one thing though. Um, Stephanie and Triple H, can you just get off Twitter? Oh my God! I, I just. I, I'm going to stop following. Them. I oh swear to God, God, I'm just. I'm so. I, even, about, I, I say that about the president. Dude, I don't they, even follow them. They and retweet each other. Like she'll put something, then Triple H retweets. There are so and many people. He writes that something, then Stephanie retweets, and I'm like, 
I'm like, we get it. You guys are up each other's butts like 24-7. We get that. That's cool. Okay. Can we let, – let's look at that realistically. Can we Can we address the elephant in the room? They're literally probably doing that sitting on the same couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without yeah, yeah. Watching soap operas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait. Look what I just said. I'm going to retweet that. I'm wait a minute. It. Wait a minute. We've done that on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Guilty. Yeah, basically, uh, I want to make a surprise phone call, and if he answers, it's going to be great. Because, again, third anniversary, we got uh, surprises. He's broadcasting right now. Oh, you need someone else. No, but I'm going to hit this button right here, and we're going to see if he answers the phone. And uh, he's a friend. He loves us. We love him. And uh, let's, see what he, let's see what happens. Hello. Hello, Bill Starkey. Yes. This is Chris from the Loken Jabroni Show. We are live right now on Facebook and getting ready. Ah. Yes, it's our third anniversary, my friend, and you are ah. our favorite guest of all time. Congratulations. Thank you, hey. sir. We try. We try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, and to all those, to all, to all those jabronis out there as well. Oh well, you know, and the and the thousands and the thousands of jabronites out there. Right, the jabronites. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we had a we had a guest, and he had to leave early. And I said to myself, self, because that's what I call myself. Let's call Bill Starkey. Let's see if we can get a little bit of uh, fun in. No nickery because Bill always brings the numbers. Is the highest to rated shows. Highest always rated have. shows. Absolutely. Ah, I don't know who's who is who who is then. I'm somebody listening. I don't know. Ah. Every time we have you on the <laughs> show, bro, the downloads go through the roof. We went we went through a round table after our guest left, and we said, "What's your uh, what's your memory of the last year?" We're like, "Oh yeah, Kiss Three Science Theater with uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom." <laughs> With Bill Starkey, and I'm like, oh, let me get Bill Starkey on the phone. This is going to be can, fun. Can I just say that that episode, uh, the video and all that, has never been pulled down. Which I, is I funny because no, you would think it. that yeah, Gene no. Simmons wanting to... Would have showed up personally right. to issue the summons. I was hoping for it. Oh, absolutely. Wow. I was hoping for that. Yeah, That, we, that would be incredible. We wanted to show up. Matter of fact, we would videotape us getting the summons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're getting sued by... We're getting sued by Gene Simmons. This is Loki's running live on Facebook. We're getting sued by Gene Simmons. That's who's downloading all the shows. Do not, do not videotape me on Facebook. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good point. Bill makes a good point. It's probably Gene with his 6,000 cell phones downloading the episodes going, there will be no talk of Bill Starkey ever. Right, unless it's Mike Sharkey. Mike Sharkey, that's right. Mike Sharkey, that's what he told the local sports station over here. It was Mike Sharkey, so. You know, it's funny. I, I have a, I have a picture, and I'm going to send it to you because I took it off my TV, where I, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I, I was nostalgic. I watched uh, Kiss the Second Coming just recently. And, yeah, isn't that cool? And there you were, and they showed your picture, and they had the uh, lower third. It said Bill Starkey, Kiss Army founder. I quick snapped a picture, and for five days, I've wanted to send it to you and be like, look at that handsome young gentleman. And I haven't. Oh, yeah. However. I was skinnier then. As, as we speak, some crazy guy just put on my Facebook, Sharky, it's a bunch of military guys, and one of them had cut off shark's head on their face, on their body. What? <laughs> yeah, on my Facebook page. It's so hilarious. Some, some guy by the name of Nick Smith sent me this thing called 
Hey, Sharky, I got a picture hey. for your Army days. No There's relation. These soldiers, but one of them's got a shark head on. Oh, this wow. Is just, this, is, this is just a tremendous Tuesday evening, I tell you. Well, I'm glad that we could add to your Tuesday evening. Yeah. You can. Well, why not? What else is going on? I mean, come on. All right. Quick question, just as a kiss freak, and these guys could get half a you shirt. You happen to be wearing the shirt today. I am wearing I a kiss I shirt. I don't know if you folks are Which watching. Like, Which one? 40 years uh, of wait, rock in America. 40 years of rock. It was the uh, 2014 tour that I took my daughter to. I'll send you that picture oh, wow. after the show. Her and Kiss makeup. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, huh. Recently, Kiss has uh, patented the end of the road. Do you buy it? Do you buy it? Or do you think it's yeah. just... Oh, yeah, I think so. Sure. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I went through this in 2000 with the with the farewell tour. I went to eight shows just so I could say, you know, hey, I got my kids fixed, and here we are, 18 years later, and they're still touring and they're still doing their thing, and two albums and however many greatest hits compilations come out after that. Is this well, really the end? Supposedly, Paul was the one that came up with this. Am I correct? I don't know. At, I least that's what, at least that's what Gene is telling had been, been telling the people that uh, had asked just... him about it at the vault things, you know. And Gene said he had no idea about it. And I'm so, well. That's only the reason why I think that if if Paul is the one m- motivating to, to come out with this, then more than likely it it he doesn't mess around. I mean. We all know he he calls the shots in the band and oh yeah, Paul's trying for a Paul, while. Paul's Paul's navigating the boat. Yeah, and and if if he is the one that's putting this together, I don't think this is one of those. I mean, we all know he has a tendency to exaggerate things. I don't think this is an exaggeration. I think uh, something's up now. Just because now, just because this is. Is been copywritten. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen next year or the year after that, or, or you know, I mean, this this could be five years in the down the road. But yeah, I, I think there's something to it. I mean, lately, how um, you know, at at the vault thing, I thought they were Paul's showing up at Jeans in Vegas. Um, you know, they seem to want to kind of come together more frequently now, so yeah, I think anything's possible. Who knows what they could dream of? You know, those those wheels are always turning. I think that uh, it's, it's legit. The end of the road is... is oh, I don't you, think you, it's, you it's, gotta it's, do it now. You gotta do it now if you're gonna do it. I don't disagree with you because I've I'm seen... the patent now. I've seen the stones a couple times and because I'm... I don't want to say as I'm as young as I am, but because I'm Let's be honest, as young as I am, the first time I saw the Stones was in 89. Then I saw them in 92, and then I saw them in 90-whatever. Um, they were already elder statesmen. And, and now I, I saw Kiss in the 80s. The first time I saw Kiss was in 82, Worcester Centrum, here in Massachusetts. And uh-huh. it was fantastic. They were still in makeup. Then comes the non-makeup era, which I like to call right. the... Chasing Bon Jovi era, and then yeah, Revenge was fantastic. Although the houses weren't great, the music was incredible. Yeah, then the right. reun- then the reunion comes. I lost my hole. 
I'm 45, oh. I'm 45 shows in. I, I know there's a lot of guys who have been to 200 shows, 900 shows, whatever. You know, I thought this last time in 2014 that it was it. It was done. This is the best they can do, etc. They keep touring the world. They came to Bridgeport uh, right down here at the, uh, I don't know what the name of the arena is here in Connecticut. Uh-huh. But um, they did the uh, We the People rock and roll gimmick, Schnabitz Fernum, and I didn't go because, you know, they have nothing new. I like to go when you have something new to offer. Play the hits and then play a couple of new stuff. Well, and, and that's, that's always been my uh, deal, too, because I know a lot of people give me grief. They, they don't think I'm supporting the band. It's not just that. It's just I've also been spoiled to the point where I remember times when I used to go to shows and I got to t- see them. Exactly. It wasn't for a, a $1,000 meet and greet or so. So I always feel kind of unfulfilled if I go to a show and I can't at least stop by and say, hey, guys, how you doing? Like, well, like the one time they were here in Indianapolis, Paul um, came over and shook hands with me. You know, stuff like that's pretty cool. And, and I, I, I'm not like the typical fan. I've been spoiled in some regard. So I've never been into the sheer numbers of, you know, I've seen this many shows. I'm more intrigued by the guys who say, I've seen them in this era, that era, that era, that era. Now, that to me is more fascinating because of all the different things, you know? You know, my ex-wife still has my uh, three-quarter sleeve length baseball jersey, lick it up, 1983 tour shirt that, unfortunately, I don't know how she got it, but in the divorce, she still has that freaking T-shirt. And, wow. you know, I, I saw them on the Creatures Tour, the Lick It Up Tour, Animalize Asylum. I could run through the whole thing. And we could waste a lot of time, but, you know, if it's really the end of the road, Bill, how do you feel? Well, I have kind of mixed. I always feel there's still going to be something out there. I, I've i always crowed a while about how the, I was such a, um, you know, like for me, it's, Kiss has always been about as much of the music has been about anything. Um, and I've always thought that they could do something on Broadway um, I even like it when other people do Kiss songs because even if it's a different Mini Kiss, it's still different. No, not Mini Kiss. Not Mini Kiss. See, you already got shot down by Bill Starkey. You're fired. See, you know, I don't mean, <laughs> I don't consider that, that, you know, I don't know. I'm sorry. But you so, are in so error, I think Bill there's Starkey. A possibility for that. You have Kiss on Broadway. I'm not saying a Kiss 2.0 would, would work for me, but I, I might be interested in it if they could come up with four, totally different unique people that somehow reminded us all of the originals okay that, then i might be might be intrigued but i i see they could do a, a musical on broadway i think where they could incorporate the ballads they could co- incorporate the hard stuff and if you threw in the keyboards and even a choir and stuff it would be quite enjoyable even for the non-kiss fan so and I saw recently where Paul made some sort of comment about doing Broadway. Now, I don't know if he was talking about himself or the band or, or both, but, you know, I'm, I guess I'm real open-minded about that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm a headbanger like everybody else, but I also have a, a bizarro side where, you know, I could get into a lot of theatrics. So, so I, I, don't, I don't have a bad feeling about it being the end of the road because, let's face it, guys, it's totally not the same even for me as it was in 74, 75, when they were these skinny guys who were real dark, and there was this weird, you know, 
I don't know. So, I mean, I've seen a lot. You, you also don't want to see your heroes, like, degrade. I was going to say, at this like point in their career, top. I'm actually cheering for one of them to actually kick a hip and you, fall off the stage. You know, it's funny that you say that, and then you say that, Mike, that when, you know, Bill's from Indiana, and my one of my favorite baseball players is from Indiana, Don Mattingly. You don't want to yeah, see... Yeah, he you, played the high school ball with my brother in Evansville. Wow! You don't want to yes. see. You don't want to see Donnie B go. Donnie baseball go too far where he's just fodder. He's just a guy in the lineup. He's good for a slap hit every now and again. You don't want to see that happen, and you don't want to see that with Kiss. But then again, I go back. You mean what to, they did to Carl Yastrzemski? Yes, very much what they did to Carl Yastrzemski <laughs> with the Red Sox. Very, very good point, uh, Bill. Before I hated we, that. Before I we close this that. out, um, one thing that comes off to me is that what Eric Singer said recently is that can Kiss go on without Gina Pauly? He goes, well, it's not going to go on without me because without them, there's no Kiss. But you say that there's a possibility with, you know, this, uh, Broadway, etc., so forth. You know, it might not hurt Kiss the younger 2.0. fans too much. Younger fans, maybe. There's one guy. Diehards like you and Bill, maybe not. But there's but. one guy, in my opinion, that could do that. It's Tommy Thayer. And there's another guy, um, and I'm, I'm sure Bill will agree with me. Spiro, yeah, you, you need Spiro like Papadatos. You need that youth. Yeah, yeah. You, you need the youth. You need that aspiration yes. to continue that forward, but, and not only continue it forward for say ten years, but, but you're right. talking twenty, let's, thirty, let's forty right. years. Yeah, but you want to say There's some people that won't let go of the David Lee Roth Van Halen days. Oh right? my God! Go. If I have no. to get into another argument with no. another David no. Lee no. Roth, apologist. Sammy Hagar was a better front man. People. Is it Let it go. A better song Let it go. Yeah, the song song fucking so much That's what I'm saying. A I better. I think it's, a, it's apples and oranges with those two. Van <laughs> it very much <laughs> is. It very much is. But you yeah, accept very you. much is. I mean, because. What Sammy Hager brought to the table and what David Lee Roth were totally different things. It was. It was. But when when my my point being this, when when Sammy Hagar took control of that band, you had a better band. You had lyrics. You had lyrics. You had people. It was who, mature. Right. It was. Yeah. It was a better Van yeah. Halen. It was a better Van Halen. I'm sorry if it pisses and people wait, off, but you had a better Van Halen. Funny you should say that. When Paul Stanley took. The reigns of Kiss, it became a more mature band. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, I agree. You're, you're, sometimes you gotta. I'm you, sorry, fill me in because I'm ignorant. I, wasn't he always there? Who? Paul Stanley. Yes, but when he took control, when he had the reins, when Gene Simmons was out doing movies and, and promotional gimmicks and this and that and the other, uh, I get what Paul you're Stanley okay. took the reins and the music. The music became better and tighter, I, and all so it, from like around the ninety-ish. Don't listen to Michael yeah. Brandvold. Crazy Nights was an anomaly. <laughs> it was horseshit from the word go. And I know Tommy listens to this show. Tommy, I'm with you. Crazy Nights was an anomaly. When Paul Stanley took control of that band, it became tighter, better musically, better songwriting, better everything. Bill, before we close this out, um, yes. When and if, and I have to say if in little letters, the end of the road comes through Terre Haute or I'm trying to remember. I lived in Indiana for a year, so I have to remember the surrounding areas. Indianapolis, Lafayette, Noblesville, et cetera, so forth. Are right. you, you going to be there? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. As will oh, yeah. I. 
Yeah, I, I really will. I mean, um, I don't know. There's just something about that. I, I definitely feel if they ever came by Terre Haute again, I, I, I definitely better show up or they'll renounce my citizenship there or there or something. <laughs> but see, but I was there the last time they were there and that was in the nineties and, uh, and a lot of probably trivia Kiss fans don't know. Kiss actually cut a live, uh, soundtrack from Terre Haute when they were there for that show and it was like four songs. No kidding. And it was right off, yeah, it was right off. It was like a double CD with Psycho Circus. Matter of fact, Mike Branvold is Uh-oh. the guy that gave me a copy of it. Yes, the Mike Branvold gave me a copy of it. And I don't think a lot of Kiss people probably realize that, that Kiss did do a live thing from Terre Haute at one time, live show. Nice. I'm going to have to tag Mike in this because he's a friend of mine. So, Yep, you do that. Nothing wrong with bringing the Kiss Nation out, if we will. No, because it's a crazy nation as it is. Yes, it is. Bill, thank you for joining us. I know you didn't have any idea we were going to call you for our third anniversary. No, that's cool. That's, that's cool. I couldn't practice my questions in advance. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have questions. This was all off the cuff. Thank you. You've been a great part of this show for three years, and we thank you. Uh, I think it was well, episode 26 and 27. It was uh, Building the Kiss Army, and then Bill's been back intermittently four or five times. You've been a great addition to this show, and I can't thank you <laughs> enough. And I know these guys say the same thing. Absolutely. Well, it's been my pleasure. It really has. We're going to have you back before you know it. You have no idea. For, 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 well, for, let's, uh, let's do that. we got that big expo coming up in Indianapolis. Oh, Phantom of the Park Special Edition Kistory. We'll do it. Oh, my God. Yes. I hear George Lucas has added the uh, the cantina scene where uh, Gene Simmons shoots first. You're killing me. You're killing me right now. The Indianapolis Kiss Expo, when that happens, send me a message. We will have you to have you tell us what happened at the Indianapolis Kiss Expo. All right. All right. All right, Bill, thank you very much. We love you. So you know. All right. We love you too, guys. All right. Thank you, Bill. Bye-bye. Later. Class act. Bill Absolutely. In the house. So... I don't know if you guys are, you know, under a rock as of late, but, uh, Kelly Lee, pretty much, yeah. We're, we're 24 days away from Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. 24 days. And, um, I, I don't know if you guys are interested. I am getting a man. Um, we're, we're calling it the Infinity Gauntlet pub crawl. So we're essentially hitting up some bars and then we're going to go watch Infinity Gauntlet. Only okay. guys, only guys. Only guys. Okay. The reason being is because... For those of you who are woke, that means you have a penis and you call yourself a man. Thank you. Thank you, in case you're woke. Anyways, um, this is a big moment. I don't, I don't know, like, I know you, you know, you used to dabble in comics and shit like that, but yep. Marvel wasn't a big thing for you. I know DC was more of your, more of your jet, your jive. Mine too, but... But see, the Infinity Gauntlet for me is huge. It's huge, dude. It's it's beyond huge because Big I literally remember being like going to my comic book guy and being like, look, I want the Infinity Gauntlet. I, I don't know where I have to go. Make it happen. And he would sit there with his little checker thing and go, all right, so you need She-Hulk, this one. You need this one, this one, this one. I had no idea where the Infinity Gauntlet was going. And you got to understand, when I say that this spanned for comics, it was almost a year. 
It was almost a year long that this fucking thing went on for. And it wasn't just one comic. It wasn't just Spider-Man. Oh, no, no. It was X-Men. It was Spider-Man. It was Fantastic Four. It was She-Hulk. It was Wolverine. Hell, you had, you had like, um, the new, the new warriors. Shit that I wouldn't even pick up that I had to pick up because it had a little bit of that freaking Infinity Gauntlet shit going on with it. Now, heading back to what I was saying before, this is this is huge. This is bigger than Han Solo getting killed by Kilo Ren huge. It's so huge that we already have Thanos running around on Twitter telling you not to give away secrets. So my question to you is this. Is this Robert Downey Jr.'s final Avenger movie? Because I'm not so sure about Robbie. De- Robbie I'm going to tell you right now. No, no, no. Because we know for a fact that Chris Evans is signed on for one more. One more. We know for a fact that that Captain America, aka, and by the way, he's going to be known as Nomad from now on because Captain America he dropped his shield in case you guys forgot at the end of, of Civil War. He's no more. He's no more. He's not Captain America. Iron Man demanded he's, it. Back. Right. Exactly. He asked for it back. He said, "You don't understand." Blah blah blah. You don't deserve it. Exactly. And he doesn't. He doesn't. For what he stood for, he doesn't. Absolutely. Now, leading into this, there's only a handful of characters that I see dying right now. Vision, one of them. He has to. Tony, well, I know that. I know that. Tony Stark. It's possible. And last but not least, Thor. Okay. Now, I give you, out of those three... The one thing that I feel is plausible, Tony Stark. We know Vision's going to die because he has to die to get the the whole gem out of his forehead. But here's the thing with Vision dying. Vision can always be re He doesn't exactly die. Exactly. Tony Stark is a huge deal. If he dies, he's gone. Now, for those of you who aren't up in the comic books like nowadays, there there is a Tony Stark, but he's not Iron Man no more. He is no longer Iron Man. There is a woman... A African American woman that is now at the helm of Iron Man. As a matter of fact, it's not even Iron Man anymore. It's Iron Heart. And that is who took over. So you don't think they're going to, because Rhodey became Iron Man for a while. No, no, they will. You don't think they're going to go with that? I think they're going to go with, uh, actually, I think they're going to go with Winter Soldier. I think they're going to well, give. Winter Soldier is supposed to become Captain America. Well, at America. first. Yeah, exactly. At first, he becomes Captain America. Um, but see, the problem is Falcon now, or Falcon. Falcon becomes Falcon for a while becomes too. Captain America. So they they have a little thing going on there. Rhodey never became Iron Man. He I was he, always no. He was always War Machine. Which, by the way, real quick, if you guys ever you know you oh, saw. Oh, you know what? They started calling him Iron Patriot. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. War the Iron Patriot. Right. Um. Which also because of Captain America dying, actually, so he tried to be Captain America, but there was a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, because you, you needed the Stars and Stripes back then, man, because we we're at war, you know. So, like I said, le- leading into this, if you guys have seen the previews, um, if you look up in the sky when you got Hulk, he just lands on the ground. You look up real quick, you actually see Rhodey and Falcon flying side by side in formation. By the way, right formation. That means they trust each other if they're flying in formation. Now, of course, at the end of the Civil War, well, not at the end, but in the middle of Civil War, 
Rhodey gets blasted by Vision's blast going off of there, but they blamed Falcon and Captain America for that. Right. So Falcon is still getting blamed for the fact that Rhodey is paralyzed. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. Is it going to be like a quick little out the door, we, we're army bro, I respect you type thing, it's over? Or is there going to be a little bit more dialogue behind there? You know what I, I'm saying? Honestly, I, I, I think they're going to cop out. It's just going to be the whole thing. Thanos is here. We need to stop him. Right, right, right. Kind of shit, you know. And, right. and they're going to be so Oh, I didn't mean to do that. So leading back to my original question, do you think Iron Man's time is up? Do you, yes. do you think that more... Our, our man, Morton. <laughs> Morton, Morton Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. is done. I, Do you think he's done? Thing, I want to say yes, but he was supposed to be done after part three and the Avengers movie. I, I honestly think Robert Downey Jr. loves the, the authoritative pull he has with Marvel, and he's making so much money. That's just it, though. At <sighs> some point, you have to get him off the train. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, they can't all do it forever. Right, exactly. And, and not only that, at some point, you got to be like, dude, you, it, Marvel is not just about Iron Man. Cause, cause even Marvel is about everybody out here. Forget the horse accident. Christopher Reeve couldn't pull off Superman today like, no. on Superman 27. No, no. He wouldn't be able to pull it off. No, absolutely but not. Here, um, I don't know. I could go either way. I think Robert Downey Jr. has been really owning the whole I agree. MCU. Which is, by the way... I think it's the shock sure factor. sure as hell hasn't been Thor. I think it's the shock factor. So I think if you if you drop Iron Man in this movie, I mean, this it, is this is bigger. That's what I'm saying. This is bigger than Han Solo dying. And why? And why are they making a big deal about this now? You know what I'm saying? Not even Star Wars was like, don't be a bitch and let the people. You know, don't let don't yeah. let uh, spoilers go. You literally have. And it's not just, it's not just, I, I have like, I got Marvel on here, I got movies on here, I yeah. got all this other thing on Twitter. And my whole thing blew up with this picture of Thanos with, with the gauntlet like this. And it's got this whole thing of him writing this whole thing, don't give any spoilers away, blah, 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 blah. This is huge. This is huge. Like, they, they, they really don't really, want this really shit to note. be fucking known. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've seen the new trailers, but, uh, speaking of Thanos, who is being, yeah. Who is being played by James Brolin, who is also playing Cable in freaking Deadpool 2, which what you, is... What do you think of Cable? What do you, he look, I think he looks pretty good. He looks good, man. I'm, I'm certainly better than great. Jonah Hex. I thought he looked great. Certainly yes, better than Jonah Yes, Hex. thank you. Thank you. Um, A largely forgettable Josh, movie. look, Josh, I love you. You're no, Rand, you dude. No, you I don't. do. I do. He's the fucking, he's the Goonies. original big fucking Goonies brother. Goonies never died. Goonies I know, never I died. know, I no, get it. I love Rand. He is, he, dude, Josh Brown, he's A the, movie he insists he would do a sequel to to this day. And he still will. He still will. I guarantee it. I I guarantee it. If I get, if I get the call from uh, the director in Spielberg there, I'll, I'll do it. Right. Now, I love Josh as Cable, but my God. Like, we could have saved so much money, and it just would have looked so much more authentic if we went with that dude. And I see, I don't even know his name. That's, that's how much of a low bit actor he is. But from, from, um, from Avatar. Oh. Dude, tell me oh. he is not the perfect cable man. He could be, yeah. The perfect, like, you would have, you would have probably saved 
He's jacked. He's yeah. yes, man. Like I would have loved to see him as Cable. I would have loved to see him as Cable, man. Let me, let me ask you guys. Uh, I, you've seen Deadpool, right? Yes. So uh, in the news, they said that some reshoots had to be done for Deadpool two to fit a surprise cameo. Yes. Let's address the elephant in the room. Good. It's Wolverine. It's Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. It's Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. And not only that, it's got to be. He's wearing the costume. I don't know about he's that. He's wearing the costume. Because he's wearing the costume. I'm calling it right now. Because there was uh, there was an actor who was sitting next to Hugh Jackman during, during the awards show, and he is in the Deadpool movies, and you know he's just like, what are you doing? What do you what do you talk about when you sit next to Hugh Jackman? And he said he elbowed him. He's like, so you're not going to do uh, any more of these movies, huh? Now Disney and Fox are, are merged or whatever. What the fuck? And he said Hugh Jackman said. Yeah, you know, I said I was done, but I don't know. The fans keep asking me. Wow, okay. So there's a chance Jackman wants to get in the MCU. Deadpool Deadpool could be part of the um, MCU that's not now. Suck that up. It'll it'll stop the flow. <laughs> it'll stop the flow. Do we have Dude. paper towels upstairs? Never shake yes. never shake the monster. I all didn't right. shake the monster. Now he handed it I, to me. I all I did was hand him but, the but, thing. Before we get off this, I really before I make my next surprise phone call, like we did Bill Starkey, as I watch Loki hump the microphone. Ah. Go ahead. There's just one thing we need to address comic-wise. Go ahead. Loki, before you run out, you can look at this picture and comment on it. Go ahead. Let's address the elephant in the room again. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's out. Yeah. The new Shazam. The new Shazam. Yeah, I'm not buying it. You've seen it? I have. I'm not buying it. I'm I'm legitimately worried. Uh, look, I've read the comics. I'm a comic guy up until and including 94. I've bought some comics intermittently since then. I follow. I don't follow as much as a lot of you guys do, but what Shazam is about to be, no, 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 no. I, you know no. what? I, I like Shazam, uh, or as Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel, as he's known. But uh, man, I looked at that costume and I'm just like, homie, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll obvi- obviously I'm gonna go see it, but uh, that seeing that costume kind of. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, we're going to make our second surprise phone call. I'm going to I'm gonna stray away from this one. Is know? it Grandma Burns? No, it was going to be Joe Laurinaitis. You know what? Let's just do Joe Laurinaitis. Let's see if we can get Joe Laurinaitis on the phone. Because he's a former guest. And let's see if he answers. If he doesn't, no biggie. Everybody leaves, and it's all good. I get it. There's one bathroom here in the studio. Waiting. Hello? I'm not going to take your call right now. Please do a name and number, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Joe, it's Chris from the Loki Jabroni Show. Just wanted to uh, reach out and say congratulations on your new podcast, and we wanted to get a little bit of a... Insight to your new podcast on our third anniversary show. We're calling you live right here on Facebook Live. And if you can, give me a call back and we'll 
see if we can't get you back on the show because when we last left, there was a lot of things left on the table. So, Joe, if you can, please give us a call back. Thank you, and we'll have a great day. All right, so Joe's not available. So let's, you know, I, I texted a couple people. I said, hey, is this person available? So let's go to this one, and we'll go with, uh, I'm going to go with this number right here. See if this works. Phone's ringing. Third anniversary show. We're going to see if anybody answers. You hear the phone ringing. Tick. Talk. You about to stop living. That's MVP, yo. Yeah. Come on, bro. Hello. Gary, Pipple number one, Wolf, how the hell are you? Hey, how you doing, Chris? What's going on? Oh, I am doing great. You are now, right now, live because we needed to fill some time <laughs> on our third anniversary show, and you have been a great part of our show for three years. And I want to say thank you. We all want to say thank you. Cool. <laughs> I'll be my show. Uh-oh, we did it again. Jesus. Gary, can you hear us? The thing. You don't know, it's, that's, it won't get there. No, we're not, because they can't hear Gary. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, thank you. Um, WrestleMania is a couple days away, and what are you thinking in regards to WrestleMania? Well, lucky for them, Daniel Bryan's coming back. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Does he go over, or are they going to screw him because it's a McMahon thing? Uh, I have a feeling they're going to go over, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be back on Raw, not SmackDown. Fair enough. What do you think about The Undertaker and John Cena continually calling him out, but nothing happens? Yeah, that's strange. I was wondering what was up with that. Uh, I can't see them having a WrestleMania without The Undertaker. So It's got to stop sometime, though. He's only 53 years old, dude. He's still got plenty of time in him. Oh, no, trust me, I get it. But at some point, you know, we can't be, you know, 15 years from now and have, say, I don't know who's coming up that would say, I'm calling out The Undertaker. And he's, you know, 15 years from now, he's 68 years old. No, I don't think that. I mean, no, you have a point there, but, but... No, I think uh, this WrestleMania just seems like they have to pull everything out of their hat because it just seems like it just wasn't there. And I know they have Ronda Rousey there, but you got to understand it's her first match. I'm still not buying into the Ronda Rousey thing, bro. I'd love to hear your your reasoning for that because I'm kind of buying the Ronda Rousey gimmick. Well, no, I'm not. It's not that I'm not buying it. It's just to me, so I feel that they're putting a lot of pressure on her. She hasn't worked. I haven't seen her work once in the ring yet. Yeah, exactly. My point, exactly. And they're having her come out for WrestleMania, which which is the grandest stage of them all. Right, like, right, right. Hello, like what so gave she, what gave you the right to do this? Up, I mean, it's going to be the biggest screw up ever. You know what I mean? That'd be Bachamania. By the, by the way, did did you see the promo she's been cutting? Lame city, man. Fucking. Lame city. She is horrible on that microphone. Well, 
Stephanie has to get herself over. I mean, you know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. You and know, we, so, I mean, that, technically she could kick her ass and Triple H ass at the same time if she really wanted to. One, in, yeah. one in one hand and one in the other. Uh, and that's, that, that's no joke. That's straight up shoot talk, and it's true. Yeah. So... If anything, Stephanie right now is probably kissing her ass more than anything. That she don't whoop her ass come fucking Sunday. But here's the problem: is that I watched Raw last night, and Stephanie, it, you know, I I understand. I, trust me, I've talked to you. I've talked to Joe Larnitis. I, I you know Bob Backlund, etc. I get the backstage, whatever it takes to put the product out there. But when they make her look like less than. Versus Stephanie McMahon and building Stephanie to more than when Ronda has a legitimate history in UFC of whooping ass where Stephanie has a history of, I don't know, nothing. Putting cash in her ass. Exactly. How do you, how do you downplay this girl? And when I watched that last night and I wanted to call you, Gary, last night and say, "What the hell are they doing with her? Why are they Why are they downplaying her so much?" But then I remember, Stephanie is the seat of Vince, and Vince makes it everything's about you know how awesome I am, etc. And I, I'm on the outside looking in. I've never been in a WWF or WWE locker room. I I don't know why. They continue to do this, but they're continuing to downplay Ronda Rousey and her actual accomplishments in real life. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that professional wrestling isn't physical. You, um, of all people who've been on this show half a dozen times, know that we appreciate everything you guys do with your bodies. Why does Stephanie continue to downplay Ronda Rousey? for what she is versus what she's about to be. That's Stephanie's gimmick. Listen, who is, what's Stephanie McMahon? Except the princess with a silver spoon in her mouth. Yep. Basically, yes. She always got what she wanted. Her daddy said you can't, you can't date wrestlers, but she did anyway, and ends up marrying one. Triple H was a mid-card guy who now is a boss. All they're trying to do is build them up as high as they could, Triple H and Stephanie, because, of course, they're going to do the job for Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Amen. I mean, I mean and for people that, that are going to sit home and say, I'm going to spend $60 on this pay-per-view to watch this, you know, they need to, ha- they need to make it look somewhat competitive, even though it's really had, there's no competitive at, at all there. You know, that's why they had Stephanie put Ronda through a table, which looked weak as shit. Oh, it looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to build her up. I mean, I'll give her props, Stephanie. She is getting in shape for this match. So she must have dropped about 10, 15 pounds. So I do see that she's been getting ready for it. Well, that's easy. All, all you got to do is stop going to Burger King and drinking soda. Yeah, but so, Ste- I mean, you got to remember something, though. If you're married to Triple H... There's a certain workout regimen that you do, and I, I've watched the videos prior to this particular angle. You watch the videos that they post up there. Come on, man. Look at Stephanie McMahon at 44 years old, which is not far from where we're at. Right. You and I, 
and she is stacked. Where you and I, well, you you more so than I, are stacked, but me with the but, uh, but I don't access. I don't. All I don't look exactly. Right, I don't hit the gym every day. I don't have a personal but trainer. She does. All I do is watch what I eat. But Especially when you get older and you're in your not, time, not, you have to really watch what trainer, the fuck you eat. You get a fucking free personal trainer, Planet Fitness. She right. has the top of the line athletic right. trainers exactly. at her disposal. Not, not only that, she has she has the ability to to grab uh, all these meal things that you know whatever she needs. If she, she can afford. If to she's got to do like a tofu, right? If she's got to do a tofu chicken lobster surprise, she can do that. Yeah. Can Mike do the tofu lobster chicken surprise? <laughs> Maybe I could do the the chicken part of it. <laughs> Not the, not, not the lobster part of it. I'm, Come on. I'm on a keto diet right now, and it's hard to afford the steak and salad every day. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But wait, from a, from a wrestling angle standpoint, and I'm not taking away from what Stephanie does, because I've seen her pictorials in, like, body and fitness and all that bullshit. Silver spoon. Even, Again. Even Pitbull said silver spoon it. in your mouth. You, you, it's there. Look, the money's there. The, 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 it's there. It's if there. my old, if my old man had bazillions of dollars, I might not be the pot-bellied global icon national treasure you see here today. You might not. But if <laughs> I had the access to weights and this and that and the third and whatever. Absolutely. My but point. then again, there's, there's poor people that. You know, fashion weights out of cement and yada yada. I know Gary's chomping at the bit because I can hear him. I can feel it right now. He's like, "Oh, Chris, you're a fucking, you're fucking wrong." So, Gary, tell me right now, is Stephanie's training regimen bullshit or is it? Oh, I didn't say is it was it real? bullshit. No, no, I'm asking because you see what I, you I see on TV. I mean, she got a personal trainer. I yes, mean, it's thank like you. She's getting up, going to the gym on her own. You right. Know, got, Some motherfuckers it. calling that bitch. Get the fuck out of bed, you fat cow. You want to be at WrestleMania <laughs> or not? But I, did, I mean, I, I got to give her props because I did notice. I mean, especially last night, I did notice. I could see a difference. I mean, she has gotten ready. Just like every other superstar does before WrestleMania, exactly. they get ready for WrestleMania. You know, my 51-year-old ass ain't doing too bad either. I just got done wrestling Bobby Fulton in Columbus, Ohio. In a Hell yeah. In a 37-minute dog-collar three mayhem match, it was called. We did a dog-collar match. We did a street fight, Tennessee street fight. Then we did an old school Texas stretcher match. Fantastic. So that man, that's that's that what I'm talking about. At 50 years old, that's not too minutes. shabby, man. Not and too shabby. I got to give him props. Bobby Fulton still has it. I mean, that's no bullshit. He was one of the fantastics. He was one of the guys that in the 80s I looked at. And I'm like, why isn't he bigger than he is? He should have been. He, he really should have been. Bigger than he was. Well, I mean, they put the Rock and Roll Express in. I'm surprised they haven't put the Fantastics in, to be perfectly honest. Eventually. Eventually. Dude, oh, wait. We, Co- you mentioned Coco the Beware thing. fucking yeah, made it, here we go. Right? This is fucking... Don't get me started on that crap. Here yeah, we why go. Why you guys got to be fucking no. Coco Beware? You know why, Eddie? I'm going to tell you why, because I'm going to bring it up now grab me a gimmick with Pitbull. First. I'm going to grab you a gimmick in just a second. <laughs> Gary, Hillbilly Jim... Hall of Fame worthy or bullshit? Your your response. Uh, Hillbilly Jim is Hall of Fame worthy. Why? Oh, Why? oh my oh. god! Oh, 
Because oh. of the gimmick, baby. Jabroni just got an atomic slam. Jabroni just got super bombed off the top rope. Why? He got a, Hillbilly Jim was fucking over back in the day. And if you remember, he brought in his cousins and all that kind For of crap. For a three-year period. It's still, he's, he's still, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, come Dude, on. What's I the mean, average they're, they're still doing the, they're still doing the redneck gimmick this to this product, day. The WWE product, okay, which, which goes after kids. Yes. That's what NWW, WCW, mid-age guys like all Oh man, I spilled my drink. You know what I mean? It would like to drink and get screwed up and go home and, and hate Flair and want to be Flair. Regardless, he was. He made Vince McMahon a lot of money with kids. Culture. I mean, that goes, I'm always saying the culture. Yeah. Hillbilly Jim was good for the wrestling culture, just like you said. The kids loved him. He had a two year run. What's when the average lifespan? He had of a two teeth too. Who the fuck cares? Not not every wrestler is like Hulk Hogan, you know, and Macho Man. Like, wait, what is the average lifespan of a I'm popular gonna, wrestler? I'm going to point over here to Loki because you and I did a Hall of Fame: Who should be in and who should not, and all yeah. that gimmick. And that was a great fucking episode. But would you have put Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I and there's, look, Why? And there's, we, we only look. We only had what he, five five people that we could. There was only there was five. Five and five. Five right. that should be in, and five. That, if and, I had ten, if I had ten, Hillbilly would be in it. Oh my god! And like I said, the the reason being is because even today, look at look at. I mean, I mean. I mean, what about the Bray com- Wyatt the comedy isn't doing used to do on wrestling? It was hilarious, dude. Bray Wyatt is still a hillbilly, right? Don't and take take away all the creepy bullshit he did. He's I still a fucking Jim. right. Exactly. I don't see Undertaker. No, I see hillbilly. I see Jim. hillbilly Jim. I, I may it's still have a to market. My, I it's may. still a market that's out there, man. And the thing with the pig, he had that pig. What was the pig's name? I don't remember. Was it Beatrice. Was it, was it was it Beatrice? It was no. something like that. I was hey, that was... wasn't that great when fucking Triple H first signed with Vince? What did he do? A pig shit match. Yo, yes. good call, good call. Yes, good, call. good fucking call, good Pitbull. Call. Yes. I, I got to look this up. Great call. Dude, good fucking call. Uh, I mean, call. come on now. Now, if you're going to mention, like, like, you're not giving me different, like, if you gave me another person to compare to Hillbilly Jim, that'd be a different story. What about Coco I'm, Beware? Is Coco Beware Hall of Fame material? That's Hells my, no. Dude, that's my bro. Hells uh, no. There's a lot of guys that, can, are, I mean, just can like, I Can I say the reason why he's in the Hall of, of Fame? Be there way before him. Race right. card. Race card is the only reason why he made the Hall of Fame. Think about it. He was the only black superstar that year that went in, right? Right? That year? That year. That yeah. year. Yes. You needed. You needed it. You needed it. He was he was a race card. I'm sorry. Okay, here comes. I'm Hillary sorry, Jim man. should be in the Hall of Fame for one reason. What do you only. think about? Let me ask you this question. Go ahead. That, okay. Do you think the Dudleys should be in the first time that they're actually asked to be in the Hall of Fame? First time, Ooh. absolutely one thousand percent. Yes, but I will temper this with this. I will temper it with. If the Dudleys go in this year, uh, and I'm not licking your ass, Gary, I think the Pitbulls at some point should go in. I'll say this because you guys, you and Anthony. What are they going in as, though? Are they going, going in, in as the a Dudley tag? Boys. They're going in as a tag team, yes. though, right? Right? Yes. No, no, no individuals bullshit. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're going, going in as in. the Dudley boys together. Ah, the first time. You, if you're going to 
bring the Dudley Boys into the Hall of Fame, you have to acknowledge where they got their entire gimmick from, which is from the Pitbulls in ECW. Now, I'm not licking Gary's ass. I can call Gary tomorrow and say, you know what, I think you weren't the greatest. Gary knows that. He's a friend. He he understands that. Gary, would you agree? Yeah, but I'm, I'm just... It's such politics in this business. That's I agree. I agree. And that, that's what I'm going with that. How good of a wrestler you are, it doesn't make a fucking difference. You got to remember, Devon works for the office now. Exactly. Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. There's many tag teams that should be in there before the Douglas. I'm not I agree. saying the Douglas don't deserve to be in. Yes. I'm just saying. First ballot in? Come on now. I, I would say two years from now, yeah. But there's other tags around and events that should definitely be in with Let me ask you a question. Do the Dudley Boys deserve induction into the Hall of Fame before the Midnight Express? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. So the rock and roll go in last year. The Dudleys go in Which this I year. Which I still am like. Uh. I'm not. I, I, I'm fully in agreement with the rock and roll going in. Yeah, but half of them. <laughs> Why? Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton were the bomb. No, I, Robert, People work with them. He knows. Robert Gibson, yes. Yes. Ricky, oh, God, See, you're killing me. Yeah, I, I just kind of... I, mean, I just kind of felt like, like he was like he was coattails material, man. Those buildings with bitches and rats. I don't know if you realize that. I agree. I've I've heard the stories. You know, so I mean, I'm just thinking of another tag team that would be more that deserves more to be in the Hall of Fame than them. I mean, they just Bubba just retired. Yep, they just oh, I agree. Retired. I mean, I would I say two, three years down the road, absolutely, they should be it. Okay, um, first, at first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't agree with that. I mean, now, I don't, now, I don't if, think correct the, me if I'm wrong, the will ever get in the WWE Hall of Fame. No, probably. I don't think I, they'll ever have. I think they, you're probably if right. If they don't, it's a travesty. No, no, no. I think he's right because. They actually came out with another tag team champion or a tag team group called the Pipples. If you they tried that, that with was, the it was WWE. Pathetic. That's it what I'm saying. That's that's how much Jamie That's how much. That's yeah. That's how much they shit on the name. Is what I'm saying. Is they they will shit on that name. Go ahead, Gary. And he called us. They called them pit bulls. Yes. So I mean, regardless, I own the name pit bulls. The pit bull. It doesn't make a difference. Regardless of that, they could have brought me in as a manager to manage them. They did put the titles on. Oh, I know. They did. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, David Cash, which I have, a, he's a friend of mine. I have no problem with that. Jamie Noble, I really don't know him that well. You know, I just know he likes to go to trailer parks and get stabbed a lot. I, oh, I'm, Jesus! I'm going to pull the 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 first devil's advocate of the three year anniversary. Oh dear God, this is not good. No, um, I'm just I'm just doing the research. Go ahead, the producer. Go According ahead. to what I'm reading, Midnight Express didn't really hit that big in WWF. Thank you. No, they didn't. You know why? Because Thank the Midnight you. Express, the real Midnight Express, didn't go to the WWF. 
Well, neither they were, they did were the, there in 1998. But they got accepted. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You guys got to understand something. Vince McMahon has bought. He bought WCW. Right. He right. bought ECW. Right. He owns every single thing, right. every millisecond right. of, of those shows. So Not now disagreeing. they are combined into the WWE. Wrong. So what? They didn't wrestle for the WWE. But Wrong. they sold up Starcade. They, they sold they out the no, no. place uh, you could think of in WCW. WWE was for kids. WCW, NWA was for more adults. Right. right. No, I, I'm right. totally agree with me there. But where Eddie's going is I'm that the Midnight Express, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you where you're going, yeah. is that Bob Holly and Bart Gunn. Tell me that's not the Midnight Express you're talking about. I, because I mean, no, it's not. The, the I'm Midnight at, Express I'm of that new Midnight Express. Oh, the new that's Midnight Express. Yeah, that's exactly. New. Yes, that's it that's wasn't new. Dennis Condry. Right. It wasn't Bobby the, Eaton. It wasn't Stan Lee. Exactly. Lane. So it you wasn't can't, the real you Midnight can't put Express. Them in. So, all right. Bob, Bob I get Holly, what you're saying. Pitbull, Bob I get Bart what you're Gun. saying. Yes. We okay. are saying that, that Vince bought Dennis and Stan. We're saying that Vince bought all these things. Now, we do not put you into the W, yeah. W E Hall of Fame. What we do is we actually come up with a subdivision, a WCW, an ECW oh, Hall no, of Fame. No, no, you have to because if they've never been in the fucking WWE, you cannot put them in the but, WWE but me, Hall wait, of Fame. I can I can call that's bullshit like turning on, around I can and call saying, bullshit on that's that. That's like turning around and letting well, no, you on, go him. into the Baseball Hall of Fame because you're the greatest Yankees fucking fan ever. Hang Come on. I can call bullshit. It is bullshit. Let him call bullshit, but I have a counter. Thank you. Fame. We came up with the hardcore Hall of Fame, which yes. is out now. We were right. So you reinstate it. So you reinstate it. You cannot possibly put people in the WWE Hall of Fame if they were never a big in the WWE or b part. Of the W. How can you say that they're part of it if they were never in it? I got two words for you. Vern Gagne is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. Never wrestled a day in the WWF. Which is why I'm saying we need to fix this shit. That's an argument. But here's the thing. This is going to sound stupid. Go ahead. First. Go ahead. Talking Toys R Us. Sure. Toys R Us used okay. to have no, no. Lit. Toys R Us used to have these limited edition toys. They would call KB Toy Classics. Yes, right. Because they bought the name. The so old what, AWA toys. What WWE, I remember that. Yeah. What WWE needs to do is is an, put another name. NWO or WCW Classics and give these wrestlers the respect they deserve. You know, exactly. Because, you know, exactly. Because there are no corporate people left to give these guys their due. You know, here's so a name. He, needs to, they, he does I need agree. to. Give, I agree. I agree with that. They, they need to have the title in which they were known for. Here's a, you can't just throw them into a title and just expect people to fucking accept it. Here's a it's name not gonna happen. that didn't make his name in the WWF except for a small window. And Gary, I want to hear your thought on this. Larry Zabisco, who made his name in the AWA, NWA, had a very small run. In the WWF or WWWF yeah, at the time. Run. He's in the Hall of Fame. 
does that make more sense than putting someone like, I don't know, um, as I'm looking at it, Owen Hart? Owen Hart should already have been there. Amen. Listen, Ben Wash should be there. There's guys that there's so many guys no. that should be in the no. Hall of Fame that are not. No, you shut up. No, 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 no. Ben Wash, not Ben Ben should be in the WCW Hall of Fame. No, he should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame. No, he should not. He was handed. He was handed everything in the WWE. Okay, we're gonna do the the Low Key Hall of Fame. All right. That's and then cool. they're going to do the Gary Wolf Hall of Fame. All right, except Benoit. Uh, fucking murder. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame. I mean, come on. I, I'm going to I'm going to silence everybody, and I'm going to say something that everybody who's ever listened to this show, including the guys that are sitting here in this room, and Gary, who you have been a guest on this show a half a dozen times, based on his in-ring work, Chris Benoit is a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. But I cannot ignore the weekend of 2007. However, if... Which is but why if, I say he's a if, WCW wait, Hall of now, Famer stop. and not a WWE Hall of Famer. Allow me to finish. I, I know where you're going. In my heart of hearts, if you're just judging like O.J. Simpson on what you did on the playing field, Chris Benoit is a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. If you judge by personal life and etc. and schnabitzfirm.com, if you go by all of that, Chris Benoit will never sniff the Hall of Fame Which because is of the last weekend of his Pete life. Rose will never see the Hall of Fame exactly. because of his personal life. So therefore, me. Chris Benoit will wait, never wait, wait. see a so Hall of Fame. One weekend tragedy. I mean, who knows what we still. One weekend say. tragedy? No. Nobody knows what happened. Do you no, know exactly what happened? Were you fucking there? No, we no, weren't. No, none of us but, were. but we do know none a whole family were. died. We do know that he went out and got his hair cut. We're not. We we do know that he went out and got his hair cut. We do know he went out and had fucking lunch and came back and did the same thing. Dude, his move was the flying headbutt. He literally put his skull onto somebody else's skull for a living. And to say that he walked away not having any brain cells left would be would be a travesty. Oh, he had major brain damage. Oh, fuck right. yeah. So can you sit there and tell me, honestly, man to man, bro, man to man, that much brain damage, could you do what he did not not you personally but having that much brain damage do you think that maybe you could have done what he did and continued throughout the whole day just thinking that it was an everyday fucking occurrence because let's talk about oh i don't know junior seau he was the same yeah, way man Bringing up brain damages. The same thing. It's a concussion. It's a concussion any way you slice it. Bombs in Iraq and all these wars that we've had give you a different kind of brain damage than a regular concussion does. Yeah, but because those those waves of bombs go through your skull and out of your skull and damage your brain. Okay, so Junior Seau wears a helmet and he goes helmet to helmet with people all the time. And Chris Benoit dives off of a top rope and 
literally drives his head, and he is one of the guys that sold that move, more so than anybody else to the point where he would drive his fucking head into the goddamn mat. So, yeah, is there much difference between a helmet-to-helmet contact and a helmet-to-mat contact? There's no, we don't, wrestlers don't wear helmets. I know, I know you don't. I know you don't. But what I'm saying is there's still head to inanimate, immovable object contact going on there. Junior Seau and Chris Benoit had the same type of concussion. Traumatic brain injury from constantly bashing your head against something. Oh, yeah. Believe me, Chris has hit me with that headbutt from the top rope, and he nailed my shoulder so hard, I don't know how he wasn't knocked the fuck out. Exactly. Well, wasn't there also, uh, wasn't he using some kind of uh, steroid or something when they found him? No, no real evidence. All I'm saying is, the guy guy sold his move more than anybody else. You sit there, like, if you watch... Rob Van Dam do a, do his five quote unquote five star frog press blah blah blah. He will tuck and put his elbows and his knees on the ground before he makes that impact. He is selling the move only as far as you will watch it. Chris Benoit literally sold that move from the moment he went off the top ropes to the moment his head either hit your head. Or in Pitbull's case, his shoulder. Or in Hulk Hogan's case, because you don't hit Hulk Hogan. The mat. You don't hit the mat. You know what I'm saying? Or in The Rock, you hit the mat. You see where I'm going with this? He sold this shit more than anybody else. I loved Chris Benoit. I was the biggest Wolverine fucking fanatic out there. Trust me when I say this. What he did to his fucking family was a fucking travesty. But I am going to tell you till I'm blue in the face, that was not him. That was a fucking person who was so fucking gone with brain damage and nobody wanted to step in and help that motherfucker. Nobody. Listen, nowadays, you go into a Vince McMahon locker room, okay? You got doctors, you got therapists, you got physical trainers, you got, you name it, they're there. When we were there, they had no doctors there. Because there was no cameras back there, bro. They didn't give a fuck about you guys. They had no cameras back there. There was no liability. There was nothing. Funny story. Nowadays, you have all these fucking sub-fucking shows, all these behind-the-scenes shows. They have fucking cameras hidden on cameras. So they have to actually have all these doctors back there. Funny story. They have to cover each other's asses Funny story. I met... November to remember, nineteen ninety-seven. At the, uh, I don't even na- I don't even know the name of the uh, arena. It's in Monaca, Pennsylvania. Gary, you were there, correct? Yes. And uh, after the show, we're outside and we're doing our gimmick and we're trying to meet the wrestlers. And there was Bam Bam Bigelow, and there was Shane Douglas, and there was Tommy Rogers, and all these guys, and. There were certain guys that just ignored us, and they were hand on the back of their head. They're like, uh, no, I don't want to sign your gimmick. I don't want to sign this. I don't want to sign that. Um, now, at 45 years old, I get it. But then, you talk, talk about 20 years ago, 20-some years ago, 
I didn't get it. I was like, oh, that guy's an asshole. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley um, was not in... He didn't take a lot of the hard bumps. He didn't take a lot of the hard slams that, you know, fast forward to Danbury some years some years after that where New Jack fell off the scaffold with uh, Vic Grimes and busted his head. I was there for that. And I wouldn't have asked him for an autograph. But these guys in ECW put their bodies on the line with such reckless abandon that if they if you ask them hey can i have an autograph and they said no i got it you know why because they took chairs and and barbed wire and all that bullshit i get it and gary gets it too because he was a part of it and so you know big grinds didn't want to get off that fucking scaffold new jack threw him oh you oh there's so much i I was there for that. I was like 17 feet from that scaffold in my seat. And, oh, my God. It was just, it it was disgusting to watch. The last second, Vic's like, no fucking way. And New Jack's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, brother, but. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. And that's all there is to it. But the fact that. You got to remember, I mean. Back then, wrestling was different. It was it was a, it was the hardcore error. It was the attitude error for Vince. We made Vince have to do the attitude error. You know, after the one night stand, everything changed, and you know it as well as I do. But you know as well as I do that 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 pay per view from Danbury was five years before WWE really took off, and and. I know that in the 90s, WWE took off, and I know that in the 90s, WWE set the standards, but they borrowed, I say that with a wink and a nod, they borrowed a lot from ECW. So in 2000, when I'm sitting there in Danbury, and Vic Grimes and New Jack are falling off a scaffold, that really isn't what the Attitude Era was all about. And New Jack suffered a lot of great pain, and he he talks about it. He had fluid coming out of his nose. He can't see out of one eye. And I don't know New Jack from tomorrow. I don't know New Jack at all. But to listen to what he went through, and I saw that fall. I was there. I was 25 feet from him. When that happened. And the first thing I thought was, oh shit, he's dead. No match, concrete. Mm-hmm. From that position, in that in that arena, in Danbury, Connecticut, there was no match. But I get that. Going to Mike's point is that Benoit has gone... I don't know how many years, 20 years, 25 years, etc., going unprotected, head first, etc., so forth. I watched a documentary recently about a boxer who, when he died, they donated his brain, and it was like his brain was just a gray mush. When, I, when we cut the skull open, it was like toothpaste coming out. 
Do you think that maybe the concussions affected Benoit so much that he wasn't uh, how do I put this and be I don't want to be politically correct, but at the same time, I don't want to be snowflakery. Do you think that maybe his brain was just too much? Snow, go ahead. Snow, go ahead snowflakery? Go ahead. What, the, what the fuck? Listen, his brain what the fuck does snowflakery mean? <clears throat> his brain was destroyed. That's what his I said. That's uh, exactly what I said. I mean, where, what the fuck are... Down here in the United States. You didn't see what he did in Japan. You know, most people didn't. You know, I was there. I used to tour with him and Owen, Jericho, all them guys. You know what I mean? So, you know, if it wasn't for the kid from Harvard that ended up working for Vince and bringing it to everybody's attention, you know, it's possible that maybe what happened to Benoit and the family might not have happened. If they were on it a lot quicker and a lot sooner. I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at Mike Webster. Oh, look, at, uh, look at these guys that killed themselves. How many Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day killed themselves? I mean, out of, out of football teams, I mean, these guys were the hardest hitting football team out there at that time. And they're dying left and right with four Super Bowl rings. Justin, you know, living in a car, Justin Strzok, burning their hands, burning themselves because their brains were—they had no control over their brain. Justin okay? Strzok no comes control. to mind. You know, the same thing as wrestlers. You know, you're you're hitting your head, and our skull is all our skull is a helmet for our brain. Our brain still it is floating in fluid, and it bounces off back and forth on a skull. It's going to cause damage. Eventually, it's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm i not lying. I, I see problems now coming my way. And it's just going to, it's going to, after 30 years of wrestling, it's going to happen. It doesn't make so a difference. Hardest part of the body inside and out. Absolutely. Absolutely. La- last question before we let you go, Gary. How does Candy feel, your beautiful woman, about all the damage you've taken over the years. She don't like it. And I don't blame her. And I'm stuck in the bag because I don't like putting her through it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, she didn't deserve it. But that's my that was my choice. But there's no getting better from it now. There's no going back and changing things now. Everything that we've done, we've done. You can't go back and change it. You know, so you have to learn to live with it and just, you know. I mean, they've taken my driver's license away from me. What? You, you see what I'm saying? So, you know, people don't get it, you know, because I could have a seizure at any time. Here, who knows? If I don't take my medication, I can have a seizure. You know, if I take my medication, I'm good. I don't get a seizure. But there's guys out there that can't, even if they're on medication, they get seizures. You know, and they take their driver's license away from them. This is the shit that happens. Yep. People don't, people have no idea what we go through. You know, the little things add up to be very big things. All I can say is, like I've always said before, if you think you can do it, try it. Get in the ring and try it. Nobody will even touch you. And I'm not trying to tell you that it happened to me. 
I was in the ring. I bumped before a Monday night show in Wildwood, New Jersey in 1986, 87. And I got out of that ring and said I was crippled for two weeks and said I would never fucking do that. But what did I do? I ended up joining the Monster Factory and becoming a wrestler. And we're glad you did because, look, I've told you before that pit bulls are like in my top five. And that's the truth because you, you look at it differently than other people. People are like, oh, well, this tag team's great. That tag team's great. Okay, how are you deciding that? Are you watching them work together? Are you seeing that one tag partner knows exactly what the other tag partner is thinking? Yeah, that's a tag team. Not a, you, you just can't put two people together and make them a, a huge tag team. The Dudleys were together for over 15, 16 years plus. So they know what's going on. And look how many Dudleys they went through before they found the right look, look bingo. Uh, going with what you're saying, one of the biggest tag teams out there, um, just thrown together, and and as you said, thrown together, the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, right? They come from WWF to WCW. They thrown together, and they are trash. They are trash for three years. It's not until about their, you know, like about third year that they're actually becoming a really good tag team. And just like you said, watch them work. Watch how they work together. They don't work well together. In the beginning of their, uh, beginning of their career, they don't work well together. Uh, Edge, Edge and Christian work very well together. Why? Because they were together for a long fucking time. Um, the Hart Foundation, um, Jim Ninehart and uh, and Bret Hart worked very well together, but when they were first thrown together, they weren't a good tag team. Tag teams, in my opinion, is just like you said. When that one guy is down and out, when when he has nothing left, your partner comes in and and, and picks it up for you. And not only does he pick it up for you, he's there. Throwing up, all right, here, here comes that special out of nowhere. You guys are down in the dumps. It's been fucking 45 minutes into the match. Everything's going, and you guys are going by pure instinct now. Where's your partner at? And this is exactly what makes a tag team partner. And this is what people don't get when we say tag team wrestling is a different breed of wrestling. It's not... Just individual. You're not just looking out for yourself. You're not looking over your shoulder. You're constantly looking out for your partner. And the Pitbulls were one of those groups. The um the the Killer Bees. They were another Absolute. one of those groups. The British Bulldogs. Uh the Steiners. Why their- is it answer this question? Why is it Dynamite Kid in the Hall of Fame? Right? Yeah, I agree. Why is it I agree. Avi Boy Smith in the Hall of Fame. Because it doesn't work for them. It doesn't work for their grand scheme of things. And that's, that's what pisses me off about this. That's what pisses me off about just having a WWF Hall well, of Fame. What did I say or a WWE Hall of Fame. What My I apologies. Before there was a Shawn Michaels, there was a Dynamite Kid. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. I made a bold statement. You did. But there is only Dynamite one show. Kid is like Tiger Mask, one of the best fucking workers in the business 
ever. Amen. Workers. Yes. Okay. I've worked the British Bulldogs. I've worked the Guerrero Brothers. Eddie Guerrero's dad and Ray Mysterio's dad. Unbelievable tactic. How are they not in the Hall of Fame? Why is Eddie only, but not Chavo Sr. or Gory or etc.? Mondo. Because, because Eddie died. Because Eddie, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's because Eddie died, and that's why they threw him in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. You're only as popular as your last thing unless you die. You know I mean, what's unfortunate? No, no. Go back to that. Think of what you just said. Yeah. No, I know what I just said, and it's the fucking truth. <laughs> I agree with that, but Owen Hart. The year after, and I know they they started they really started doing this Hall of Fame gimmick in 2004 with Morocco and Santana and all these guys who definitely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But at the same time, where was Owen Hart? Where it was it had all everything to do with the lawsuit, but had nothing to do with because they were here's still a guy who actually lawsuit, deserves man. to be. Yeah, look. If Owen had gone five more years, Hall of Famer. Why did it take Rick Rude? Dude, seriously, if Owen would have went years. five more years, you're looking at a whole other wrestling organization. Agreed. Are you on like like world champion? Oh, world champion. Beyond that, beyond that, he he's like the next Hulk Hogan, dude. He is the he's the name. Have you seen he's his the kid? name? He's the name. Have you seen his kid? Yeah. Oh my God! No, Owen's kid. Have you seen the uh, posts that he does on Instagram or Twitter or whatever? Oge is the epitome of what Owen Hart would be today. Absolutely. I, I was just with Brian Pillman's son. Oh my God! That kid is amazing, and he looks just like his dad. They, they need Dude, to- I walked up to him and I looked at him and his dad used to be my house. Good. We lost him. All right, we lost Gary. <coughs> As I'm coughing, we're gonna wrap it up in just a minute. Let's get Gary back real quick. I want to. I would love to hear if I can get my phone to work. As I'm dying. Jesus. Holy mother of God. I've never done this on the show. This is crazy. There we go. Let's carry back. Yo. Okay, we lost you for a second, Gary. You were talking about Brian Pillman. His son. Okay, I met Brian Pillman in Ohio. Okay, his son. Okay, now Brian used to be at my house every weekend when he was in ECW, before he went to Vince and all that. So, I mean, he was there, and I said, because I know what's going on. Every single person is putting their two cents in his head and telling him what to do, where to go. And I could see the confusion on the kid's face. And I told him straight up. I said, listen, I knew your dad. He was a good friend of mine. I loved him. He was, a, he was the man. Okay? I said, you have your father's blood, talent, and heart. Use what he gave you and do what you need to do. You don't have to listen to all these people. You make your own decision. 
Yeah. You know, and I left it at that, shook his hand and said, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I'm, I'm hoping that you could do what your father had done. And I left it at that. That's fantastic. That's amazing. For that kid who, based on the pictures I've seen, I've never actually seen him work because we're here in the Northeast. He doesn't come this way. Um, wow. Brian Pillman, I don't know if he's going by Brian Pillman Jr. or Brian Pillman II or just Brian Pillman. Cause that's I think his, he's going as Brian Pillman Jr., I think. Okay. He could, he could go out there because his name is Brian Pillman and do great things, but everybody's going to look at him as, well, you're the son of, you know, there, there are certain guys that eclipse their father. Randy Orton, we can actually say, huh. has eclipsed their father. I, Would you agree? I, I'd say beyond that, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. There are certain guys that have eclipsed their father, but then there are other guys that cannot even match up. David Flair. David Flair. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. There are certain guys that can't live up to that expectation, but I did my research. I, I've gone online. Uh, I've Kurt gone to Axel. YouTube. Kurt, yeah, Curtis Axel. Oh, well, you know. No, I think he's, that's, he's not. They won't, give, they won't give Axel a chance. I, mean, I think just, that's more booking than talent. Uh, he had not, a chance, man. They, 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 they kind of gave him that little, they kind of gave him that streak and it didn't work out for him. Like, I think that's more booking. Gary, uh, I'm going to throw this to you. Is that more booking or is that more talent? It's booking. Thank you. You're doing what they tell you to do. All right. Gary, you know, Gary. Back when, back. You gotta remember, back in the day, guys, we had a little bit more control than these guys do have now. Yeah. Have now, you know what I mean? We had a lot more control over what we were doing compared to what these guys are doing today. All right. You know, they're going by a very strict fucking script, and you got to be on. You know, when back in the day, you know, they'd give us okay, there's four things, four highlights that you add the rest of it. You know, and that's what we did. We right. used our talent and skill to add to the booking. Where today, it's it, the business changed. You know, after soap opera stopped, you know, all them guys that were booker and writers had no jobs. And where do you think they went? To WWE. Right. Which is crazy, but it's true. Oh, it's very true. Real quick, thank you so much for being a very big part of our show for the last three years. Every time we call on you, you are just there. You're you're the balls. You're the taint. You're that entire region. You are everything we want for this show, and you never cease to amaze us. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I appreciate it. I need to plug one thing. May 26th, Circleville, Ohio. The first convention ever in Ohio wrestling is going to be there. I will be facing Shane Douglas again. Whoa! What? Nice. Hey, send me, send me some tickets. <laughs> Come on, send me some tickets. I'll go. I'll fucking record that whole shit. At the very tickets. Check out right now if you guys are available. Check out Twitch TV and you can see the last show from end of March when I wrestled Bobby Fulton, yes. and you could see it, 
considering my age, it will blow your mind. At the very oh, oh, we, we, house down. I'll tell you what, man. We, yes, we got your back. Boy. We got your back. We, we believe in you. Absolutely. We, we love you. You are our fucking man, dude. You are okay, our insider information. Taskmaster and Stan the man. Stan Hansen. I'm going to go check that out as soon as I get home, bro. At the very least, tell Shane Douglas, who we have met at, here in Connecticut, he wanted to do the show, but there was something going on. He's like, "Oh, I can't do it at this he's, point." He's starting his whole his own thing. Yeah, some his own media thing. Tell him this is the show to do. That's all I ask. As I punch him in the face, <laughs> yes. Tell him, yes. This is the show you need to do. Yes. I love it. I love it. With the working punch, you say, "Do the Loki and Jabroni show." No, 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 no. Working you say sit back, man up, and plug in, plug in, man up. Whatever. Hey, real quick, are you going to break his neck? I'm going to fucking try. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. I love that answer. You are the best. Thank you for being a part of our third anniversary episode. No problem, guys. Have a good night, and everybody out there, enjoy WrestleMania. All right, oh, yeah, we're right going to try. Thank you so much. Later. Later. All right, I know we're pressed for time, but wow, we got Gary Wolf, we got Bill Starkey, we got Jimmy Wisman. What a fantastic fucking episode, but now it comes a time. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Now comes a time where I look at Eddie and I say, Eddie, no, don't shake your head. Horseshit. Roll that beautiful bean footage. And we're back! Yay! Yay! Oh, wow, you all did the Jimmy Wisman bit. That's good! Yay! Woo! All right, so, in case you all forgot, we have a fucking author about our miss. <laughs> yes, we really we do. do! Right here! We wrote two in books! In our very own miss. Yes, that's yes. right, people. And three-fourths of the other one. He's getting ready to come on here and get you another one, but our very own Mr. Eddie Fuckus has... Say it again. Eddie Fuckus? What? He's got some books That's Fuckus as in your mom. <laughs> uh, no, not so even So he's close. got some great books out there, but not only that... He's been wanting to do these for a long time. So right. I, I don't I don't want to shoot people down. Look, if you guys want to write some books. I swear to God, if this is the top ten things wrong with my book, I'll fucking tell you. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I figured by now I'm you're done. I, figured, I can't even. I figured by now you're you're past chapter you know three. What? No, stop. It's been out three years. Uh, been past I'm, I'm at chapter five. Thank you very last much. Last week thank we put the much. picture up as the last time. Loki could actually silence me. That was the second time. There's, I'm just going to go over here. It's two weeks in a row. It's two weeks in a row, by the way. Wow. So, 
I, I have to say it's this. It's horseshit. It's wait, wait, wait. Horseshit. I'm killing myself right now. You, you are. should. You, are. you should kill yourself right now. If you now. guys have not had a chance, please go out there and order my boys' books. Just get that shit. www.eddiejakes.com. I mean, hell, there you, go. you can you can get that shit on uh, the Amazon fucking Kindle Unlimited. Kindle's you can like them on free. It's free. It's free now. Well, well Kindle Unlimited costs money. Hey, real quick, right, but. but, but Exactly. My book is free if you have Kindle if Unlimited. If you have Kindle Unlimited, which is like, I think it's like, what, 50 bucks a year? Give or uh, take. More than that, yeah, but. Uh, maybe a hundred. Yada, 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 same 100, thing. Uh, about a hundred dollars. But a year. here's the thing, there's like, there's like over 500,000 books you can yeah. read. Yeah. And that's you read great. A lot, and guys, seriously, I, look. And we get don't money. Look, <laughs> right, <laughs> we I was going to say. If you subscribe to don't, don't look at it this way. Look, I'm not a big reader. I've never been. It's just me. It's just me. But for people like Loki, there's also Audible. There is, there is. But we cannot stress the fact that the books have to keep coming, people. Like seriously, right? Imagination has to keep streaming. Please don't stop it. Just because douchebags like me aren't reading books doesn't mean that people aren't there aren't reading books because they are. Trust me, trust me. Here, defense. You're a busy motherfucker. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I could. There's, I could, I could read more. I could, I could. And, and let me just say this. Let me just say this. We have to, we have to read more. We do. And that being said, that being said, this is my top 10 list of the shortest books ever written. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't wait to hear this. No. <laughs> Am I on this list? No, you're not. <laughs> See, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear this bullshit. Number 10, Detroit, a travel guide. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Number nine, Dr. Kevorkian's A Collection of Motivational Speeches. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, come on. If you're, if you're putting people's lives to an end. I can't. You need motivational speeches. You need motivational speeches. I can't. Number eight, Everything Men Know About Women. It's like, Shortest it's two pages. Book. It's like two pages. Uh, no, no, no. It's like a page. <laughs> One page. It's like, they have boobs. It's over. <laughs> Number seven. Everything women know about men. It is. It's like three pages. I'm going to hit this again. I'm going to say horse shit. If there was a, if there was a book about things women think they know about men, it'd probably be like 20 volumes. It would. It Bingo. would be. It would be. Number six, All the Men I've Loved Before by Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I got nothing. Come on, it's the shortest books. Shortest I got books, nothing. Man. I got nothing. Mike Tyson's I'm, Guide to Dating. I'm looking over here to... <laughs> wow. That's number five. Okay. Come on. No, I'm, I was looking over here to Kevin Hart. Punch bitch in the face. Pay your tab. Fuck the bitch. You mentioned Ellen DeGeneres. I was looking over here to Kevin Harvick. <laughs> over here in the portion of the studio, which is the CJ Speedway review. I, and I'm like, this, Kevin, what do you got? And he's like, I got nothing. This got one nothing. might slip by you. Nothing. Number four, the spotted owl recipes by the Sierra Club. <laughs> See, wow. All right, one. then. See, this is why we do what we you, do. You thought about this. I did one. think this about yes, this. Yes, you one. did. I did think about this. When you should have been reading my book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Number three, the Amish phone directory. Say again. <laughs> I didn't get number three. <laughs> the Amish phone directory. Yikes. That's come on. All right. No, I get it. I'm Definitely. with you. you number see, two. Pop. 
My plan to find the real killers by OJ Simpson. Oh my god. Seriously? It's like one page, dude. It's me. That's all it says. Is Seriously, me. it's I me. Swear to God, it's me. He's been, he's been out how long? <laughs> Number one. This is the shortest book ever written. My book of morals by Bill Clinton. Wow. Now, you guys understand that wow. Bill Clinton literally like got Monica Lewinsky off with a goddamn cigar, right? You guys realize this, right? Oh, I, I see. I thought you were going like. A no, 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 this is, but yeah, no, but that, that's it. his morale. That, that, that's his morals. That's his morals. That's Bill Clinton's morals right there. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, just not only did he get her off with that cigar, he lit it right afterwards. Just, yeah, boy. Just in response to your top 10, which is classic, by the way. It was good. Thank that you. was thank really you. good. Thank you. That I, was fucking I just fantastic. Wanna, I just want to mention a real book that has five stars. Oh, Jesus. On Amazon. There's 2,832 2, customer reviews. It's got five stars. The views expressed book. by no. Eddie Jakes. Oh, God. No, no. It's a real book. It's a real good book. Good focus. It's called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a Comprehensive Guide. <laughs> I quit! By Michael J. Knowles. It has five stars. Dude, no, 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 no. Grab the mic. Grab the mic. You'll love this. This is a real book. All right, Eddie has made me bring uh, the mic back. If you're see, and Lemmy is not cooperating. Go ahead. Keep mind. Keep mind. This is this is five stars. There's all, like eighty nine percent five star reviews. Four point eight out of five stars. It's two hundred fifty six blank pages that you can buy. On are you serious? That now that's awesome. it, it went to number seven in politics. And people bought that shit. They bought it. And see, that's the problem. That's the thing that we try to bring to oh, you every single shit. fucking week. And you still So wanna... wait, we could do a podcast with just dead air for like 90 minutes? If, and people if would you, still buy it. If you called it something, reasons to whatever, I mean... Enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. Horseshit. 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 Let me go to his phone. Anti-horseshit. I love this book. <laughs> if you go to Amazon and buy this book, first of all, go to LokiJordan.com. Click on our Amazon link and buy the book. First of all, if you buy this book, you're a fucking retard. No, you're smart. <laughs> And you buy 200 pages of blank pages? 256. Sorry. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Dude, it's a five-star book. That's awesome. By all definitions. That's awesome. By all definitions, it's a New York Times bestseller. I was going to say, it's it's a New York Times bestseller. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Jesus. That's awesome. Number seven in political parties. It's number nine in political and number 28 in parodies. Oh, my God. And you people hold are buying. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. You people hold are on. buying this. Hold on. Number twenty-eight in parodies, but number seven in political. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. That shows exactly what we've been saying for three years: is that you people are sheep. Wait oh. the fuck up. Shit. Well, here's the thing. In defense, what you're saying. In defense, Michael J. Knowles is a political pundit. He does work for Daily Wire. And this does support him. Oh, yeah. And Duh. it's a great gag gift for left-leaning people. I'm going to do it. Here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. You know what? Just going to do that. Wake I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna buy this book. I will. How you much know what? is it? And, and I'm going to read it live. <laughs> <laughs> what? 256 blank pages you're going to read? Yes. And don't don't interrupt me. Oh, don't interrupt my. me if you disagree with any of it. 
because then I'd be racist, homophobic, bigot, etc. Schneebitz Furnum. Well, I just, I just gave you guys a sneak preview of the first five pages. Yeah, actually, that's the funny. Thing. <laughs> that's the funny thing. You can look inside. And people call us misinformed, but we're the informed. Okay, all right. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. It's got chapter numbers. <laughs> oh, my God. Chapter one, economics, blank. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, oh, my God. Oh, no, no, it does have chapter numbers. Chapter two, foreign policy, blank. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. But, no, dude, your top ten made me think of it. It's fucking awesome. Are you shitting me? Are you really going to tell me there's a book out there with blank pages that people yeah. are going to buy? Yes. It sells more than my book. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's, fuck, that's fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it just it just shows it just show, you. Yeah, it, yeah. It just tells you something. Here's where I pay the bill. How many people actually oh, bought Jesus. that book and thought that there was actually information in like it? Like fucking thousands, obviously. The 7% that gave it a one star. <laughs> Honestly, but everybody else. That was good. That was good. I wasn't expecting that. That was good. Oh, but here, oh God, no, no, no. You know what? Fuck paying the bills. We don't have time. I'm, I'm reading some of these reviews. Okay. Too, this is a one star review. Too complex for me. As a, what? As a liberal, this book was way too hard. What? To understand. Everything was way too complex and in depth. I prefer a smaller book with larger print. All right. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's, that's somebody fucking with you. That's, I know, I know. It's you. awesome. But here's one, one star. Don't buy. Don't buy this book. It's filled with blank pages. Nothing comprehends. <laughs> yeah, no. You got trolled. Right? Trolled. You bought into the bullshit from the left and the right. Uh, here's someone, too. This book This book is a bunch of empty pages just offers offers chapter titles. Now this guy, like, tries to rationalize the fact he's a dumb shit. He should have written a very short opinion piece for the New York Times and offered a dollar full down. <laughs> this, is ex- this is exploitive. This is exploitive and the reasons why people are sick of politics. Get your message out. Don't swindle the people. Wait, to do wait, so. wait, 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 no, wait, no, no, let wait, me, wait, wait. No, let me finish the review. Horse shit. Don't play games. Okay. Make a case based on reason and ethics, not games. This book is empty. Just offers chapter titles. It serves as a journal. Unfortunately, it's very expensive paperback journal sold under false pretense. It's not expensive. No, it's seven dollars and sixty-six. Oh my God! First of all, let me let me clarify something for you guys. Oh, I can't take this. Shit. Let me clarify something for you guys. Oh, here's a great review. Oh, go go this go! This one's go. perfect. What? No Kindle version? <laughs> oh my God! Here's something that you sheep need to know. If the left or the right doesn't write it, you're not interested. Having said that, earlier today, there was a conversation regarding the YouTube shooting, yada, yada, Schnabitz Farnham, and I lost my hole, and I said, where's David Hogg? He should be there, etc. You do what you do. To satisfy your opinion. If you are not willing to open the conversation, you are a she pot. Now, when I say that, I say that in regard to the young folk who are, I don't know, 23 and younger. And I say that to the old folk who are, I don't know, 20, 
58, sorry, 58 and older, who seem to think that only their opinion is right. But what we, we collectively, myself, Loki, Focus, have been saying is 1,000% truth. We are not a part of this happy-go-lucky, everybody's a winner, you lose in 16th place, but you still get a trophy, yada, yada, sis, boom, ba. We are not a part of that social bullshit. Having said that, I raise my child and my stepchild to believe that respect comes first. I know that Loki raises his kids to believe that respect comes first. Now, if you do not believe that that is your child, that, oh my God, oh, well, if little Susie colors a picture with her crayons and it's like this massive maw of purple and green and black and bullshit, that it's okay. You're part of the problem. Having said that, my partner's back. When it comes down to it, the fate of the world comes down to the parents who raise the children to be the future of America. If you are raising your child to be okay with being 16th place, you're a fucking loser. If you are like this man to my right, or like myself, who raise your kids to believe that what they work for is what they earn, you better work, bitch. You are a part of the solution. Having said that, three years, next week, we're going to have some fun. Thank you to Gary Wolf. Thank you to Bill Starkey. Big thanks to Jimmy Wisman. We had some fun with him. Loki, walk us out. All right, guys, make sure you are joining us on that. Oh, my God. He's like a white boy on a mission right now. He's killing it. Trees. He's all over that. Patreon, love us. Go to that fucking website, lokiandjabroni.com. Please make sure you order as much as you can from there. I mean, Amazon's killing that shit, guys. If you yes. Fucking, if you're ordering shit from Amazon, and which, by the way, can I just say that? Eddie focuses fucking woman's killing shit on fucking Amazon. Yes. Killing shit on Amazon. So, like, Miss Amy's now look, 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 crazy look. discount right. gimmick schnabitz. Now, her discounts ain't going to go to Loki and Jabroni's show. So don't be going like, oh, I went to her fucking shit. It don't work for us, people. Okay, that's hers. That's literally her shit. No, it is. It's her shit. It literally is her shit. Go to our site. Order your shit from Amazon on our site. I'm just saying. It's out there. It's available. Do it. I just want to say, we'll see you guys next week and um, WrestleMania. Hopefully we'll have a venue, but if we don't, we'll be upstairs in my living room. And we'll give away the gimmicks that I have based on trivia from my living room. Love you guys. Thank you for three years. Thank you for three years. Absolutely. And thank you for three years. Thank all of us. Really? You want to go? You want to go that route? All right. Thank you.
Three the 29th years. of this month is going to be the greatest story ever not written. And in May, we have the most fantastic, the most fantastic guest ever is coming in. And you guys don't have any fucking clue. Nope. You All I know is April we 29th. The story of stories. Good night!